Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio. I am your host, as always, Ryan Nineteen. With me, as always, is Scotty Edwards. Scotty, welcome to the show. Welcome everybody to to uh, the only show that reviews wrestling. That's right, we're the only show in the existence of the internet that reviews wrestling. I'm here with Scotty. Scotty, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing wonderful. It's you know, it's a good time in wrestling. It's a really good time. Like. I know last week we spent probably 20, 30 minutes complaining about like what WWE is doing, but like if you take away the releases and Vince's mission to destroy NXT, everything <laughs> everything else in wrestling's really good. Like <laughs> AEW's hitting on a, most of their marks. Like I feel like everything they're doing, someone like there's always an interest value for me there now. Uh, you know, New Japan has their USA show happening tonight. Well, yesterday, mm-hmm. as of the time people listen to this, AAA has a show which um, I'm a big fan of. You know, just the lucha libre style, so that's always going to be fun. And I could, you know, expand farther than that. I'm not going to be the starter mark yet, um, but they are in the middle of their five star Grand Prix, which is one of my absolute favorite things in wrestling the entire year. So it's just a lot of good things going on. And think about it. We still have the G1, which, you know, you can have your feelings about New Japan, but they tend to not miss on those. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Chase Owens will probably be in it, so we'll just have to skip that. But otherwise, lots of good things, and I can't complain. Like, next week we have the biggest episode of wrestling in my life, <laughs> just because, like, Rampage is... Has me so excited for the future. Yeah, no, wrestling 
all-time high in terms of just excitement levels, in terms of what feels like business levels uh, as well. I mean, surely, you know, they're not at, you know, your classic Attitude Era TV numbers and ratings, but I don't think that's going to never happen again. No, I don't think those ratings (laughs) will ever exist ever in our lifetime unless streaming goes down the tube, which will never happen at this point. Um, no, yeah, wrestling's all exciting. Uh, but I, you know, I'm very excited about what's on the horizon. I'm very excited what we're talking about today. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's been a good, good, solid week of wrestling, like every week of wrestling at practically at this point. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just excited for the future, my man. I'm just, ex- just excited for the future. That's all that I have in me. But, uh, but yeah, but right now, obviously, all I'm doing at home is I'm watching wrestling, catching up on all the wrestling I've missed in the past several months. I finally have some weeks off of work, so I'm finally able to sit down, watch some wrestling, play video games, and just, you know, just talk to you and, and, and talk about wrestling and talk about the world that we live in. Yeah, talk about wrestling is a lot of fun. and I, I've gotten to the point where, like, I can have nearly anyone to talk to about wrestling at like any time thank god because if i didn't i would be very lost because most of my day consists of either news and wrestling or watching wrestling like or writing or you know doing this like <laughs> most of my weeks now consist of this and i don't know how that happened but i am not complaining because like you said it's just a wonderful world of wrestling we live in and uh, the more the world opens up, then hopefully, you know, depending what happens, <laughs> right? Yeah. Depending but, what happens at this point. But like, if you didn't get excited based off of that first episode of Rampage on Friday night, then wrestling might not be for you anymore. Because I understand the complaints of AEW at times. I had them last week. Like, I made sure to put them out there. Oh yeah. But I loved Rampage. I loved the first episode of Rampage. And next week's Rampage is going to be a million times better because of a certain somebody. But that's besides the point. We could probably get into Rampage when you are ready. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's get into it. Why don't we? Um, let's just talk about this. Give a little table of contents. Let's set the table mm. of contents here. You've already kind of alluded to what we're talking about. You know, today we're going to talk about the uh, sort of catching up with Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. Their Five Star Grand Prix. Um, if you never watched Stardom, we highly recommend you do. But if you've watched oh. New Japan, it's kind of like the G1 Climax in the sense we've got this round robin tournament happening. Um, so we're going to talk and te- catch up with those current standings. We're going to preview NXT TakeOver uh, and also WWE SummerSlam pay per views. We'll also talk about a little bit of NXT news uh, throughout those previews. Um, and if we have time, of course, we're going to review uh, IWTV 100. They had their. 100th title defense of what is now called the Independent Wrestling World Championship. Um, and I'm sure Mikey has a not Mikey, not Mikey, Scotty. Wow. 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 Oh, man. You never want to see that in a relationship. You never want to, to the middle of something, want to call someone else's name to the middle of something. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's tough. I'll get over it. Oh, look, I'm over it. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank God. Whew, I'm sweating. My pits, my pits are stinking up. Um, but yeah, before we get all to that, of course, we want to talk about Rampage, which happened, uh, Friday night, first episode ever of Rampage, uh, out of Pittsburgh, aka Britsburg. 
Uh, Scotty, uh, I will go match by match here, uh, but just overall thoughts of Rampage Episode 1 itself. It made me miss the old NXT. Because mm. an hour long of wrestling, just like of TV wrestling to be exact, because that's what this is, is just such a good idea for, I feel like, any company. Because it's it's not a long watch, and you can get a lot done on there. And I think that's what AEW did. They gave us three title matches on the first night. Um, one that I thought was far better than the other two, of course. But I just love this plan that they have. They didn't want to, you know, make it extend Dynamite to three hours. They gave them an extra hour on a different night at a unique time right after SmackDown. It's just a brilliant idea. And I know Rampage isn't always going to be live, uh, but what it presents to you is a chance to do a Rampage taping and also tape Dark and Dark Elevation if you want to, which I was thinking about last night. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is something people can't talk about enough because I don't know how long people are at these shows for Dynamite, but they must be there for hours because I remember going <laughs> to the second one ever, and they were still doing they were doing dark taking tapings before and after, and the match after was the Kenny Omega Joey Janela like insane yes, match. The unsanctioned match. And I was match. like, and I was like, I've been here for hours. Like, wh- why you guys can't do this every week? Don't get me wrong, I love watching wrestling, but like at the same time, you don't want to tire out your crowd for something you're going to air so i think doing maybe that for the first two hours of rampage and then having rampage kick in or doing it for an hour after depending on location because you know if you're in california you can do an hour before or hour after something like that but yeah i i enjoyed it overall good presentation and uh i'd love to hear your thoughts because i have rambled on long enough you know, I really enjoyed Rampage. Uh, I, I totally agree that it's a good way to, now with Dark and Elevation, it's a good way to split up and save mm. time for people. Because I remember when I was in at the Atlanta show, it was, you know, doors open at 7. We probably left at like 10.30, 11-ish. So there's an hour, additional hour on either end. With Elevation as well, having those matches, yeah. that's probably another hour, hour and a half, two hours on either end. So it's even crazier. And this Rampage can help separate that well also you know the price of admission for rampage you can front load that with more wrestling matches we know lee moriarty was one of the dark matches uh at pittsburgh so that's a cool spot for him um to be in no yeah i really enjoyed rampage um i thought it was a top-down good presentation i do have some issues with it not really an issue uh but i really wish there were it was more of a um aesthetic difference i wish there was a Mm. i wish there was a different set i wish there was a different color scheme all that i saw that was really different was they got new ring aprons and barricade uh aprons Uh, i don't know the word covers i agree um i I understand i understand like like, the issue with it is that uh extra money obviously right but then you have to and have a whole extra day to tear down and set up a whole new stage yeah uh just assuming you're in the same location yeah, if not, you're going to have two different crews, which may be happening at some point as well. Um, but it's yeah, it's just like that that frustrating aspect of mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of time. 
uh, to do that. But it's it's something that I wish, at the very least, if you can't do a different set, at least do a different color scheme or something differently. Yeah. It would they they know, did they, do a slightly different color scheme, like the orange and blue. Yeah, but you but it, can't. Me, you didn't really enough. notice it. No, no, no. I only noticed it for the um, like gr- title graphics, the name graphics, the windows pop yep, up. But too. besides that, I didn't notice it in the arena itself. I um, guess my your like your idea here is kind of like the raw SmackDown thing for the past a, like a little decade. Bit, yeah. In in a sense that like you want them to look different. It's not like comparing quality or anything it's literally just wanting the shows to be presented differently in a whole sense and yeah for a time there you know when smackdown went to fox it was like that because they had like the weird like portal thing mm-hmm. um like oh yes. i think which i actually like loved for some reason mm-hmm. it, it made no sense to me i just liked it um, it was cool because it was a physical thing yeah instead of now yeah. the, the current which, led wall which is like Something that I think AEW could do is maybe switch that like middle piece, you know, the thing that used to rise for Cody. Yes. Like I think that would be like a simple change. Like just make it like I don't know, lightning <laughs> or something, like a lightning like looking graph, uh like mm-hmm. physical thing and just put it there because uh, changing your stage doesn't always mean you have to take it down and stuff like you can keep the two entrances because i think that's just wicked unique and i've always loved how they did that i always loved when tna had that mm-hmm. uh so there's little changes that i definitely agree with there but i i guess that's more nitpicking than anything else yeah i understand what you're saying um you know i i really wish there was just more of an aesthetic difference because you're right mm-hmm. it doesn't have to you know you can keep the basic base stuff just change some here things here and there that's not going to take that long right only took right. a couple hours or so, but right. you know that's them's the breaks, I guess. But the, but mm-hmm. going into Rampage proper, going into the actual matches presented to us, uh, starting off the night, Impact World Television Title on the line, uh, and in fact changes hands when Christian Cage defeats Kenny Omega uh, in 15 minutes and 28 seconds with why the you, kill switch. Why did you call it the television title? It's just the world champion. Did I say television title? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oopsies. I was like, it's just their world title, man. It's the world. Well, it's the world title that happens to also be on television. You were just cheering on Impact last week. Now you're burying the <laughs> world title. Oh my god! Hey man, a, I got you. Got to keep Impact checked. You got to keep Impact oh, checked sometimes. Man, uh, but Impact World Title change. Christian yeah. Cage defeats Kenny Omega. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this in terms of Ooh. booking this match twice. That's one, mm-hmm. like, entire conversation. And then the match itself and the way that they had Omega lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'll break off into the actual match itself, and then we could talk about them doing it twice. Yeah, the booking, the future. Yeah. Uh, so I like this match a lot, especially for a TV match. I think, uh, you know, all the complaints and concerns that people had about these two facing off and would it be worth it, I thought they put those to rest. Um, Christian's looked really good when he's had the opponent to look really good with, if that makes sense. Like, I don't give a shit when he's facing the Blade or Frankie Kazarian in 2021. I don't care. Like, And those are two matches that have been on AEW Dynamite. But I care when he's facing a Kenny Omega. And I think what Christian's been able to do, you know, despite people kind of 
falling out of love with him despite the comeback is that he has been a consistency. He also we also had to see him feud with Matt Hardy. So like there's no better way to make someone uh feel less prominent than having them feud with the AEW version of Matt Hardy because my god, I could care less about um HFO as an entire unit. Um but but I thought the match was really good. Um I think it definitely could be better. Um, come a pay-per-view or something because you know working and watching a, a show or a match with commercials is never preferable you always want to be able to watch it straight through and i know they do the um like the double screen thing which is whatever i i have a tough time paying attention to that because it's no like atmosphere like watching those two wrestle without fans reacting is like great all right cool but that being said good match I thought the way they protected Omega was very smart as well, um, using the chair and the kill switch, because beating Kenny is something that I really don't like the idea of until it was Hangman Page, and the fact that he's probably going to lose two nights in a row um, angers me a little, but the way they did it on television, where most people are going to see, it's fine by me. You know, I've... Oh, oh, oh. I'm oh. dying over here. Dying I got my glass us. of water. Um, yeah, you're not a big Angelico fan, are you? Um, no, Angelico's hilarious. I don't know what about. <laughs> dude, man, he got bucket hats on, dude. Uh, and he does that weird dance every single time he walks out. That's about <laughs> all I... Yeah, yes, that one. The, the, the one t- that no one else can see, but it's like... The one where he just touches all the points of his body. <laughs> yep, yep, that one. I love me and Hen Helico. Um, you know, I thought this was a great match. I thought it was very solid. Um, I agree that, like, I think that they left some stuff in the tank for the future match. Um, mm. I think mm. this was a solid way. I thought it was a very good match. The thing about Christian is that, like you said, he's very consistent. He's reliable mm. in that sense. Um, uh, it, and I can understand where people have hangups about him because his style is very much slowed down compared to a lot of other uh, mm-hmm. AEW talent. Uh, so it, it provides a difference, but it's also like a good difference because he's good mm-hmm. at it, but it's also very different to what AEW is known and loved for. So there is like that sort of grinding of gears, right. I think, for me at least as well. I think, you know, I I prefer the high-octane style, I feel like Omega slowed down here a little bit, but mm-hmm. that it wasn't slowed down to the sense where we were at a halting pace. It was, for lack of a better term, methodical. It, it slowed I, down I, to a methodical point. I love methodical paced matches. Like, I, I feel like methodically paced in a sense that it's not all headlocks and stuff, you know? Yes. I'll let you continue, though. Every move. It was slowed down to the point where it's just because I think methodical is really just like to define it in terms of wrestling for me is it is every move that is performed in the ring is on purpose. There is mm-hmm. no extra yeah. flash. It's just yeah. like here's one V trigger and then I'm gonna try try that one. Here's another right. one and then, you know that's yada yada yada. I think that that's really what it is. Every single spot is the match. There isn't extra things happening. So if you know the only difference between Christian and a Young Buck, Young Bucks match might be that Young Bucks do like ten different things in between the big moments right. of the match. If that makes sense, 
Um, but overall, I thought I thought you're. I think this is right. I think this is a good way to def- uh, to help uh, keep Kenny Omega uh, protected in a sense. He mm. is pinned. He loses two of his four titles, um, but he is in that protected sense because um, he can obviously get a rematch. Whether or not the match at All Out is also for the Impact titles on on top of that, I can see maybe that happening. But we also have other matches look forward for Ken Omega. I agree that I wish Adam Page was the person to beat Omega, but in the same breath, I feel like Adam Page, he needs to be the one that beats Omega, but it's less of the, his story for me is less about him beating Omega for the title and more so getting the title. Like over, like finally reaching the title. He's the guy mm. that is never able to grab the crown, and now he can do it. And beating Omega, who is now seen as beatable, right. makes that bring you know. So Page Page loses. Page loses right. the ten man. He doesn't get the title shot at all out. So and then it's like, oh, the get the gap between Page and Omega just got larger. Christian mm-hmm. steps up. He brings that gap short. Uh, you know, brings that gap. You know, down so that Omega is beatable. Saturday, yeah, I, uh, we have Andrade versus Omega. By the time you're hearing this, the match has already happened. Uh, I feel like Andrade's going to win that one, which brings the gap yeah. even closer between Page and Omega. That makes it e- him even more beatable. You can see how he can be beaten. Just hit him with a chair, apparently. Uh, and I think that's what's interesting to me is that it's less about, for me, Page beating Omega, it's overcoming the champion and winning the AEW title. He, who cares about the impact title? Who cares about triple A title? Uh, the AP, the AEW title matters. In respect. Disrespect again. Take that impact. Oh my God. Impact just getting absolutely ran over, but I'm going to bury impact where this week. <laughs> I, I can see where you're coming from. I just, uh, I guess the all out match can add a little more, um, Add a little more to Kenny again because if he's able to, you know, beat Cage this time around, um, I guess my whole problem with this, like, I, I'm happy that Christian won the uh, Impact World Championship. He looked cool wearing the TNA belt. I know, I know, he never actually wore that belt, but uh, a lot of people that you know loved Christian Cage just remember him being part of TNA. So that was a cool little uh, moment to see. Mm-hmm. That being said, I despise them doing this match twice in a month because don't get me wrong i think they're going to have a great match based off this first one and how they didn't give away too much Mm -hmm. but giving away your pay-per-view main event on television is very much a wwe move like it's a very weird move and don't get me wrong i think again this match is going to be very good but I was expecting some sort of angle where he wasn't going to get that world title match. With two weeks to go, that is clearly not happening. There's just no reason to do an angle. Uh, and to add here, it's the first time it feels like AEW has ever done this. Yes, it is. It is. But I don't like it when it happens. <laughs> and I just... Okay. It, I'm in agreement. You, I'm in, I'm in a, agreement. I think it's weird. The AEW roster has so many great singles talent especially on the men's side, that you didn't have to do this match twice. You could have tossed, you could have literally done the Orange Cassidy singles match if you wanted to. 
like for example because you didn't give him the singles match the first time around you could have done that um I, I will scream from the top of my lungs you could always believe in penta and phoenix even though it looks like they're getting tag team title matches which is fine by me because that's going to be amazing mm-hmm. uh, it's my complaints are small complaints just because yeah these are all every complaint i, I have more. for aew is like nitpicky <laughs> This is very, I mean, this is very nitpicky, and I know a lot of people are upset when uh, Cage, uh, I keep calling him Cage, I'm just going to call him Christian because that's what I've called him my entire life. Um, I know a lot of people got angry at the idea that he was getting the world title match at what a lot of people feel to be their biggest pay-per-view of the year. Like, there's no... WrestleMania for AEW, I feel like they build all four of their pay-per-views pretty evenly, mm-hmm. but we all think all out because of all in, and it just feels like this has to be their WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, whatever you w- may want to call it, and uh, the main event of Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage two weeks after doing it doesn't sit right completely, but based off what we've seen on Dynamite and the tease for rampage next week they're gonna have plenty of big matches that it probably won't matter yeah i think there's obviously reasons why they're doing it once they one is obviously they need uh page is gone they need to put him in put someone else in they've teased uh christian since the last pay-per-view so why not put him up there he's been on a winning streak it all it that all makes sense and that all is good i do think it's weird having the one match here for the impact title then having the next match uh, at All Out, I do feel like they're gonna raise. They're gonna have to raise the stakes in some sense. I feel like they're we're gonna lean to some sort of no disqualification thing um, because of the outcome of the last match. Um, right. Maybe That's maybe cool. they make it a ladder match and that or a chairs match or something. You know that to go back to the history. Um, a TLC match or something. I don't know. Do not do a chairs match. I hate when WWE does chairs matches. <laughs> do a st- big shows there. Sorry, Paul White's there. Do it a stairs match. Um, but they're, they're, do no. do <laughs> do something. I think they're leaning towards that sense yeah. of raising the stakes. I can see them maybe making it also make it for the Impact and uh, AEW title. If if you know, let's say Omega beats Andrade at Triple Mania. Um, then they make it for the impact titles as well. And then you go back into the belt collector. He's back up. That sort of negates everything that happened the past couple of weeks. But, you know, then you can go right back into Paige Omega. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's weird. I'm not totally on board with it. And it is very nitpicky, but it is weird because you want to save those big time matches for other spots. But let's move forward down the card because we talked enough about Christian and Kenny Omega because um, we got... A bunch of other stuff to get to. AEW TNT title match. This is their television title. Uh, Miro versus Fuego Del Sol. Miro destroys him in what I believe is a perfect match. One minute, 59 seconds. I love this, Scotty, so much. I thought this was great. I thought this was so good. I, th- I cannot tell you enough. I thought this was so good. Fuego comes out here. Right before the bell starts, he hits the Tornado DDT. Match begins. He hits the Tornado DDT twice more. Knocks Miro out of the ring. Miro almost we tease the ten count, which is which was a great like fake ending because it was like 
because commentary really built it up a little bit that, mm. you know, Fuego can still get the contract, but he won't get the title. So I was like, oh, that's a great out that no one thought of. But Miro gets back in. He gets hit with another D- Tornado DDT. And then Miro just has enough of it. Catches F- Fuego uh, on the uh, fourth Tornado DDT. You know, Bulgarian drop, Samoan drop, then just destroys him uh, and just tears up the contract right after the match. I thought this match was perfect. I, this is this is a perfect like squash Miro embodiment of Miro versus the hot fire babyface Fuego del Sol. I thought this match was so so good. Uh, to start off very very quickly, um, I cannot stand that they're doing a four man booth for the show. It's just way too much. <laughs> that completely said, agree. I I that, I hate it. <laughs> that being said, uh yeah, this was the this was the perfect uh plan for this match. I don't think this is there was any other way to do it. Um I have no idea why so many people love Fuego del Sol. I don't I have yet to connect the dots. Really? Uh, are you, do you I, are you one of those Sammy Vlog uh watchers or no? Not even slightly. That might be it. Not, it's it's all because it's all because of the vlog. It's Oh, okay. Then it's a, he's sense. a Zack Ryder of himself. Ah, uh, okay. That's why he's over. I never knew or understood why this guy was cheered at every building. Uh that being said, this, like you said, this was uh, perfect. Uh, Miro has took a complete 180 for me in terms of once he got rid of Kip Sabian and the stupid gaming thing, it became an easy way to like him because the Redeemer gimmick is fantastic. The God's favorite champion, fantastic. Um, his promos have not missed. and Those horns, the entrance music he got too. Yes. It's yes, just the, like... once they changed the music away from the best man shtick, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, my only complaint about Miro right now is that I just wish he had, like, a actual feud. He hasn't had, like, a legitimate feud um, since the Orange Cassidy one with Kip Sabian. And that's just, like, me wanting him to have a feud going into the pay-per-view. And I know it's their television title for the most part, but he did defend it at the last pay-per-view in a rather brutal match with Lance Archer, which still makes me sad, but because I think they could have actually had a really good match if they changed up what they were doing there. But Miro is hitting on all cylinders, and there's not really any, like, real complaints. And uh, just keep having him smash these little people because ultimately when you have that baby face whoever it may be that beats him it'll be awesome i agree i i i i think miro's 180 into the holy redeemer is beautifully perfect it cannot have been a more perfect gimmick for him a perfect setup everything everything about it the entrance the promos the wrestling gear the the move set everything about it is perfect for him um, I yeah, I think maybe they're gonna head into a rivalry soon. At least I hope, as they start building up to All Out, because um, you know they can build something up. But it's obviously that in the past couple of weeks he's been, um, you know, taking out these sort of like lower guys, mm-hmm. you know, Lee Johnson, Fuegos. Um, so it is the question of can he be defeated by someone who is of bigger importance? Um, that is, the, I would do Guevara by the way. I, that's what I was getting to is I think based off the Fuego interaction, I think Sammy Guevara, the Guevara versus Miro would be a great TNT title match. 
it really teases the idea of Sammy winning it unless they if they don't go for it and keep but that's the other thing is that like Sammy should get a title at some point but maybe that's the start of the feud and then they'll mm-hmm. he'll get a title eventually because Miro is really great with the title um I definitely don't uncrown Miro anytime yeah. soon no I because he's someone that you need to keep the title on because the longer he holds the title too the more meaningful it will be. I think we're just getting to this like perfect point where it becomes that meaningful because he's that dominant. But if you have uh, whoever, whatever babyface they want to, you know, propel into the next um, like big spot, it'll work really well. I've seen people say Pack should beat him. Well, uh, I love Pack. I love Pack, but I don't think he necessarily needs that rub. Like this is a, this is a chance to give someone a massive rub. Yeah, and like packs at the point where he doesn't need that. Um, if they wanted to do maybe a Ray Phoenix, um, he's you know I think people just love him because he's insane. Um, this is funny. This would have been a Darby Allen spot, <laughs> but Darby Allen's the one that lost the title. Like yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like this would have made a lot of sense then um, instead of him beating Cody. But you know he did a lot for that title. Um, we could do your favorite boy, Jungle Boy. Uh, he could take that rub. <laughs> Uh, I think he'll probably get a match for it. I don't think he'll win it though. Um, it depends how depends how the yeah. dynamite tag team match goes. Right. Which, uh, anyways, I, th- I think they, I think they, I think they could. I think they could get the tag. They match. could, but I need the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in a real tag team match where the Lucha Bros are actually the baby faces. Agreed. Because I think it's going to be a lot better than what they did at Double or Nothing. After the match, Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara and Tony Khan comes out. First time appearance on Rampage, obviously, but first I don't think he ever was on Dynamite. So that's the first time no, appearance just for him. Only when they cut backstage. Yeah, and he's and just he's sitting there. in his chair. Yeah. Uh, but after the match, Sammy Guevara comes out uh, and says that Fuego del Sol is now all elite. Finally, Fuego gets that contract. So congratulations, Fuego, on getting that contract. Really goes to show the difference between WWE and AEW. I'm just going to do a slight dig here. Just the difference on, like, I made a reference earlier. Zack Ryder gets over on the internet, and look how he's treated. Fuego Del Sol gets over He won the United States Championship. Oh, great. Yeah, and then what happened after that? I mean, he got pushed (laughs) off a stage by Kane, but they gave him that moment for, like, five seconds. That's fair. Um... Main event. Fuego Del Sol's winning the TNT title. So. No, that's fair. I don't think I don't agree either. Um, main event: AEW Women's World Title Match. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, is the champion heading into Britsburg against the challenger Red Velvet. Uh, with Britt Baker getting the win in ten minutes and thirty-five seconds, I thought it was a very good jo- good match. Obviously, Britt Baker, the hometown hero here. Red Velvet playing the heel, and they still do things. Uh, during the match that make it like Britt Baker's still the heel, but this is her hometown, so she's the face. Scotty, what do you think of the match? I did not like the match. I really? don't enjoy I don't enjoy Britt Baker matches unless Thunder Rosa is involved. Whoa, I whoa, like, whoa, I, whoa! I don't I don't think I've liked a single Britt Baker match that doesn't have Thunder Rosa in it. Okay. I like all of the ones with Thunder Rosa off the top of my head. Uh, that being said this got the job done like there was there was no doubt Mm -hmm. what the result here was but having it in pittsburgh 
that was the whole point of having this main event because otherwise you know you probably consider having the title match where the title's changing hands main event but it was nice to see the women in the main event a good spot for red velvet who is someone that you know has kind of come out of nowhere for aw and really shown to be an awesome um, addition to their division uh, i i'm looking for i will say though i'm looking forward to them doing uh baker and chris statlander but my favorite part of the entire match was the uh re-debutee mm-hmm which, uh, of course, was Jamie Hayter, who has been saved from NXT UK. Uh, that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> I was like, so interesting, interesting. WWE gets Bea Priestley, and AEW gets Jamie Hayter. And as a stardom fan, I'm in the conversations enough to know which one was preferred and which one was not. And the reason one of them wasn't preferred more than anything was her certain relationship with someone mm-hmm. who has, you know, his, uh, his own little, uh, problems. Of course. Um, that being said, I think Jamie Hayter is a great addition. She, she is, uh, in the shape of her life. Oh my I don't God. Know. Yeah. Like, if you look any picture of Jamie Hayter on Instagram. It's just like shoulder city. She's shredded. Yeah. And there, I like she, she's t- so shredded that I'm sorry, but she's so shredded that like she thought she had Twitter thinking she was Becky Lynch, who is known yeah. for the shoulder boulders, yeah. known for the shredded body. Jamie Hayter is ah. just 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 the pandemic has done her wonders. I like the pairing a lot with uh Brit. I don't know why. I just like it because I think it gives Jamie an instant like I'm going to be on TV every week <laughs> like that yeah. to me. That's yeah. the best part. Like Jamie Hayter's going to get to do things, yeah. <laughs> which is great because I, I we, who wins the last time we saw Hikaru Shida of to be example. It was when she lost the title. She hasn't been on dynamite since. Yeah, that is true. Which is very sad. Jamie, Hayter, Jamie Hayter's cool. Also last time when they were in Pittsburgh, Britt Baker faced Jamie Hayter in yeah, Pittsburgh. It's a weird little uh, thing there, huh? little history there. Um, I, I thought that I, I uh, Britt Baker, I can concede that is she's a. I don't know if you would agree with this. I would concede that she's a better character than wrestler. Uh, mostly also just because her character yeah, is very strong. Um, I thought this match was. I thought I I enjoyed this match. I thought Red Velvet held her own. Red Velvet, another. Just a solid, you know, I know this is not the best term, but just a solid good hand. You put her in that spot with the Shaq match. That is what she is. Put her in this match. She's just, she can just go and be fine and be perfectly good. I think there were some starts, parts in this match that were kind of weird, but I think overall I thought it was a solid match. Crowd obviously helped it. I watch a lot of women's wrestling, to be fair. Like, there, there's a certain level you got to get to for me. I get and that. no offense. I get that. The crowd helped us a lot. I'll say that. Like this, the crowd played into this a lot because seeing Red Velvet be the heel for like the first time and the and the uh, commentary trying to explain that was so funny to me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they were like, oh yeah, and this would happen. Uh, that was then- like when Roman Reigns gets booed out of the building. WWE be like, you know, he's very polarizing. <laughs> and I'm like, no, people fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she gets she gets booed out, and it's just Ooh. really great. I thought the the post-match attack angle slash debut was weird mm. just because the it was a heel move that the crowd didn't know what to do yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, and then they're booing so Chris weird. and then the Jamie thing confused people. It was a very confusing ending. 
But I thought overall, Love I'm very Chris, excited about. By the way, Love Chris. Very excited about Jamie Hader. I think she's a great talent. I'm so glad they were able to uh, catch her before NXT UK devours her uh, up. Uh, and I'm just so excited to see more women's wrestling on television. Hopefully, here's the. I tweeted um, last week, and I, this wasn't even talking about Jamie Hader. I had not even thought about her um, because everyone thought she was going to the UK, like I did, because you know she lives there. It's just easy to get a you know get a contract. Just yeah. that's what Bea Priestley did, pretty much. Uh, I don't bl- I don't blame them whatsoever. If that's no, the no. Um, that being said, uh, the fact that they might be adding the likes of Jamie Hader. Ruby Soho and potentially Mercedes Martinez, because I think that has real potential to happen uh, mm-hmm. based off her appearances for the company previously. Mm-hmm. That is like the biggest three additions this um, women's division can have right now. And I think they all add something different. You know, Jamie Hayter adds the young, um, hungry person that you know you can build up ruby soho adds someone that you could put into the main event aspect of the women's division and i think you're set and that same goes for mercedes who, who is who, a who also her their styles are different as well yes and they also right. both soho and mercedes martinez bring a veteran status mm-hmm. which is i think gravely right. needed uh, yes serena deeb's there but also not there because she's also always <laughs> injured apparently yeah um, poor girl but yeah, but before we get into more women's uh, wrestling talk, uh, before we do that, I want to talk about right real quick the Countout Drive, which is happening as we speak. Basically, uh, Countout is running a drive where they're trying to raise uh, support from our, the, our listeners. So if you're a listener that wants to help support us, you can go over to countoutpod.com forward slash membership. You can sign up, give a $5 monthly family membership. And what that does is you can put that $5 to any show. Let's say you put all those $5 to Ring Post Radio, then we'll get that support directly from you. Scotty's putting his hand up, raised. He's very excited about the $5 in his bank account. uh, Sorry, Uh, continue. I'll I'll let you finish, then we're going to talk about something. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, Obviously, the money will be split with however you can choose. You can put money in Ring Post. You can put money in any of the writers. You can put in money in any of the other podcasts. You can split up whoever you put the money to. But just know that that support is going to go help out the podcasters and help us out directly. Obviously, we got to spend money on all of the wrestling we watch. Got to spend money on our equipment and just very other things that we need to do to uh, sustain our these shows, sustain our podcast. So if you like, again, that is countoutpod.com forward slash membership. By signing up, you get exclusive access to uh, audio that is just for you. Um, like, uh, Scotty, I did have one bit planned for this ad read, uh, if you want to hear this bit. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to see if I can text Jesse real quick to grab me something. Um, oh, no. <laughs> What's that, Jesse? Oh, wow. Hey, can you grab the, the drink out of the fridge? Thank you. Oh, no. So one of the shows you can get, uh, one of the exclusive audio, Scotty, uh, is uh, Fast Foodies, which is a really... Mm. It's honestly, Scotty, just great audio. It's so, go- it's so good. Please sign up just to hear Fast Foodies. But it's me and Mikey, um, and we sat down, and we... Uh, thank you so much, sweetie. I don't know why I called you, sweetie. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Um, 
uh, for fast food is Mikey and I. We paired Mountain Dew, different flavors of Mountain Dew, with fast food, and Mikey and Mikey and I discovered that there are the flavors do match the food very well. Like you have no idea what grows great with Panera Bread's broccoli cheddar soup. Uh, but it's so good. It's so good, Scotty. But I do want to do a taste test for you as a little ad read. Oh, no. Uh, right in front of me, you can see on camera. Ugh, I can't believe you bought this. I bought this. It was for the recording of the Fast Foodies, but I uh, didn't get it. But uh, this is a little teaser for our audience, Scotty. You got to explain to them what the flavor is. Of course. This is Mountain Dew Cake Smash. This is du- Mountain Dew with, and it says on the bottle, the can here, with a rush of artificial cake flavor. Huh. It is uh, 117% of your uh, added oh. sugars, your daily value, value of sugars, the entire can. Um, uh, just please drink it before I throw up. This is, uh, it was a, mm. it's also like clear liquid. Um, it is, Scotty, it is. Uh, have you already tried it? I have not. No. I, this is the oh, first time no. ever. This was an exclusive drink made for Mountain Dew's uh, anniversary for their birthday, as it were. Supposed to come out last year. Obviously, pandemic halted that. I guess they hate people. This is limited release. This is like one of... They released, I think, like 2,000 cans, and then they had it on sale for like a day, but it sold out in like 30 minutes. So Mm. I don't know how many cans they had to go for. But Mountain Dew Cake Batter, Cake Smash, I should say. How excited are you to see how this goes? I'm going to throw up. Just go. Just drink it. It <laughs> no 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 don't lie. Uh, it's I don't, terrible. I... <laughs> You're drinking cake. <laughs> I I am drinking cake. I do taste cake flavor. It feels more icing than cake. Uh, it's so weird. It I can't. It I, it's so weird to describe. Mountain Dew cake smash. I'm gonna have to go for the second taste. It's so weird to describe, Scotty. I. It's not terrible, but it's not great. <laughs> so it's not great. Um, but yes, Fast Foodies is one of the shows you can get. You get access to a bunch of other stuff. Check it out. Check it out. $5 family membership. Again, countoutpod.com forward slash membership. All right. So you had some news to break or something to break to us. That is a picture of John Cena's Instagram. Uh, with the picture of CM Punk blowing the kiss over the barricade, both referencing the future and his past of last night. I freaking love everything about John Cena. (laughs) 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 Because that man knows who his greatest rival of all time is, and that man refuses to let his WWE legacy die at the hands of Vince McMahon, and I appreciate it. That being said, we can uh, we can talk about whatever's next. Perfect. Um, I that was hilarious. I can't believe he's doing <laughs> this stuff. He's the he's a great troll. I, I also can I just say about John Cena real quick. In his prime, underappreciated. I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna say underappreciated. I think he's solid appreciated. Um, but I think he's never gonna do it. Obviously, because he's all about hustle, loyalty, and respect. And loyalty is one of those words. But John Cena legitimately, and I really believe this, would be outstanding in All Elite Wrestling. I think he his personality 
would j- just fits the mold of AEW perfectly. I I just think he's so good for it. I just I just wish he could be in it, but alas, he'll never be in it. Scotty, you had a question. I, you raised your I, hand. You had a question. I I die on the hill that John Cena, out of maybe any top star, uh, could fit in any era better than a because Stone Cold Steve Austin could not fit in the current era. No. Hulk Hogan, maybe, uh, maybe yeah, if the Becky Lynch, maybe, maybe. but like w- this is the work rate era. Hulk Hogan can't hang. Um, the Rock, The Rock, maybe because The Rock is just so charismatic, um, and his, you know, he can do things that few others can do. And that's not a shot at Stone Cold, but Stone Cold's whole character was he was flipping off the boss and stuff. Like he's not doing that now. Now he's, you know, doing what John Cena does of the OK sign, like. There's not much of a blue collar presence in wrestling. Right. It feels like, like oh, well, right. maybe there is, maybe there is, but it's more but like John, teenagers, like Hangman Adam Page right. is doing. But John Cena, yeah, he could hang anywhere. If he was in AEW, that'd be insane. That'll never happen. Uh, as we like to say, WWE for life instead of like Bullet Club for life. Yes, yeah, nice. you get it. <laughs> All right, let's continue. On. <laughs> Uh, continuing down the board, let's talk five star Grand Prix. Oh, finally, at a something startup. good. Oh, let's go. Um, something good that I talk about weekly, anyways. But yes, let's go. yes. You can listen to Scotty talk about this all more on Fight Game Fight Game Media's five star Joshi Pat podcast. Really wow. butcher that 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 plug there. Yeah, but I, I got a cheap I got a cheap pop in there, so that's all that matters. Cheap, yeah, that's uh, fair. Cheap plug, cheap plug. Uh, I got these. And I didn't even do it. I got the standings in front of me. I got them up to day four. Are they uh, the ones that I did? Uh, I don't believe so. I did these myself, uh, so I don't believe oh, so. I have an entire like document that I shared of like oh, I didn't um, see that. everything, including uh, this past weekend, which is just Friday because they had to cancel the Saturday and Sunday shows and made me sad. You you stole my – that would have saved me so much time. Um well, let's talk about that first because you ref- referenced it. Uh, stardom, due to uh, what appears to be a COVID outbreak. Close uh, contact. Close contact. Close contact. Thank you. Close contact with the there. coronavirus infection. This is out of the at We Are Stardom Twitter account. It was determined that several athletes were close contact with the coronavirus infection. So, considering the safety of fans, athletes, and related parties, our August 14th, 15th shows have been canceled. Um, obviously this also comes off the news of the ring announcer getting, uh, COVID. Um, They're all, um, vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So this definitely sounds more like a move to protect fans than anything else, which is really good on them. I, I can appreciate that. And they have this schedule so expanded that the matches that are canceled from these two days, they can just put on different cards and it'll be very easy. So that's a good thing about that. I completely agree. I, I, you know, it's you never wanted, you know, never want these sort of things to happen. But obviously, yeah. they're they got spread out cards. They have precautions in place. This is one of the precautions. You you get have news about the ring announcer that also lets know the fans yeah. that were there on Friday to be like, hey, you know, maybe get tested or something. Right, right. Um, if yeah. they're not, vaccinated. it's very smart. They it's also, also the, with also the vaccine. You also you don't want to take those things for granted. Yeah. Uh, not not to toot the own horn of uh, stardom here, but they sold out Cork and Hall the other day, which was pretty huge. Um, that's uh, it, selling out Cork and Hall, whether it be pandemic or not, um, is always really cool. And uh, they were able to do that. And I don't know 
how many promotions, if any, have done that over the past year. Uh, maybe New Japan, like once or twice, but they run it so much that uh, people don't always feel the need to go because uh, they don't necessarily treat Cork and Hall like it's uh, as big as Cork and Hall usually is anymore, which is fine. I I, I think uh, that's a take for another day, but Cork and Hall is always a cool venue as well. Well, let's talk let's about get the yeah, stats. the stardom standings. Uh, I just felt that instead of going match by match, because obviously that'll take us all night, and I'm sure you can hear more about that uh, with Scotty over on Fight Game Media's podcast there. But I just want to go quickly through it and sort of grade each performer and give a mm. just give a grade on their overall thoughts, their overall standings right now, and just their matches in general. Um, mm. If you if that sounds okay with you. I'm getting burpee from the Mountain Dew cake smash. It's real gross. So you so you have it updated to day four only? Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. So you're missing two days. Just just put that out there for people that are listening. There's two days missing. What's the uh, – did they able to do day six? I thought day six was uh, – Yeah, day six, was cor- day six was Cork. Day six was Cork. Day five was last weekend. So, yeah, they were able to get to day six. Have you watched uh, – I've only watched up to day four. Have you watched day five or day six yet? I've watched day five. Uh, day six is just being uploaded because it happened Friday. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm. Um, well, then, up to day four, we got uh, – I'm just going to go through the leaderboard uh, in a it's way. wild. We, we can sort of start um, – let, let's go. let's go top to the bottom, I guess. Uh, yep. As of day four, uh, leaderboard was leading off the pack. Mina Shirakawa uh, at the top of the leaderboard of four points. God. Mm. What do you think? Okay. Greater performance? Not great. I mean, she's not she's not very good at the wrestling. <laughs> and she never, like, she's really good in tag team matches, but that's because she doesn't have to carry the load. Uh, her first two matches are with... Fukijin Death and Saki Kashima. Uh, the second one was better than the first one with Kashima, but yeah, not great. Uh, the fact that she's even she was even leading at this point, I know because like they're doing the matches so weird, it's just absolutely disturbing. I there's something about her that I really enjoy, and I don't know what it is. You're not the only one, to be I, fair. A lot of people love her. Yeah, I think it's, it's she's someone that is definitely personality. Like its personality yes. is what's driving the same thing. I can see that her is the cosmic angels for you. That's fair. I can see her being a better tag team wrestler for sure. Mm. But I, for me, I think she's been you know solid, solid, solid. Um, you know, if I were to grade her, you know, B minus maybe. I don't know. I think she's been fairly fine for me. Are you asking me to give a grade? Yes, I am asking you to give a grade. C minus. Ooh man, not a Mina which fan. Is, which is legitimately generous for me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, moving down the line, we got Natsupoi uh, with two points. Uh, w- oh, sorry, three points. Where she got a win over Momo Watanabe, uh, lost to uh, Kaguma, and drawed. We got a t- double Kagama. count out with Starlight Kid. What was that? Kagama. Kagama. Yeah, I apologize. I, I no, not, it's fine. It I happens. am not up to date on the pronunciation. Listen, listen, here. listen, listen. Listen, Kagama. On my first ever time I talked about stardom on my podcast, I called the Zumi AZM. So like That's fair. It's I fine. mean I get you. Yeah, like it's fine. You, you just need people to help you out because you don't necessarily hear it all the time. Exactly. Uh, Is that thing no, when you're reading something versus hearing it for the first time? It's you know, you pronounce yes. it like, oh, because this is what it says, right? No. 
Well, there's a. Vi- it's funny because there's a video of a zoomy like yelling at people. You say it, ah, zoomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's the funny part. Uh, Natsupoi is one of Stardom's most consistent wrestlers this year, and uh, I never, I'm never not entertained by her matches. And I think her first two, seeing that she just came back from injury, mm-hmm. uh, first three, first mm-hmm. three are you know really fun there are lots of fun uh if you like high speed wrestling then you definitely like nazi poi matches which uh, i do enjoy um she her gear that she wears um she has two like gear for those that don't know that are listening to this that maybe you know you're friends with ryan and you have no idea what stardom is um hey well hey yo I'm I, I mean, I'm just I didn't mean that hey, you know, take a, hey i'm over here trying to join my cake smash and you're taking shots at me yeah, this is true. Uh, her two gears are inspired by Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. Um, so that's always a little cool tidbit. But I've loved both uh, all three of her matches. Who did she wrestle on night one? Uh, night one, I believe it was. I believe it was against Momo. Uh, I can look that up for no, you. No, Momo was night two. Oh, then then Kaguma was it? Kagumi? Yes, 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 yes. Ka- and Kagume, I like Kagome. Kagama. 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 Um, <laughs> I like all God, three. I'm so never far. gonna get this right. Um, I, people, you know, can have their opinions on the draw because draws are always very debatable. Um, but I enjoyed that because it was more of a teaser for their high speed title match. Um, but the match with Momo was really good. Yeah, I thought Natsupoi so far has been doing a great job. I, I think you're very right in that she's very consistent. Um, mm. The high, I just, I mean, I think high speed style is the. It's like for me, I don't know how how you'll feel about this, but it is that very much that like you know WCW having the luchadors come on, like having yeah. that fast paced yeah. action is able, I think, able to bring in people because it's like mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, they're do- flipping all over the place. Like Natsupoi's move set is very cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all the cartwheels and spinning. Yeah, that she the does. backlash is awesome. It's just she has great, very great move set. Uh, that can really do a great job. I think, you know, I would say her doing her so far, I would say maybe A minus. I think she's just been really great so far. Yeah, I was going to go A minus too. She's, uh, you know, no, no one's going to be perfect. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, you know, she's just a, so fun to watch. And really, that's all I look for in my wrestling is, you know, fun wrestlers that never fail to give me something good to watch but i will let you uh continue rolling on here starlight kid also up with three points as of day four getting that draw against natsupoi as we reference uh getting a win over kashima kashima and losing to julia i love starlight kid she's such a jerk (laughs) i i love the heel the heel turn quote unquote heel turn from starlight kid she's doing it really well um her match with julia could have been better um, because yeah. they, they had a match earlier this year that was phenomenal. Um, one of my favorite matches of the entire year, actually. But that being said, um, she's still getting the heel gimmick underway for her in-ring style. And I think she's you know getting there as time goes on. Um, for example, the best way to see her heel gimmick you know getting into full swing is probably the Tam Nakano title match from last month because mm-hmm. I thought they did really good in, uh, you know, she tried to break down Tam's back, which I, I like when, you know, you can break down things and it comes into play. Uh, the Natsupoi match, like I just said, uh, that was fun. Good teaser. 
Julia match was good. And the Saki Kashima was funny because Oedo Tai versus Oedo Tai, uh, they hate each other. So that mm-hmm. was, that was good. Uh, yeah, I think Starlight Kid, I really enjoyed the heel turn. I think one of these like tournament round robin types, I mean, you see it a lot with like New Japan as well. Yep. Uh, having someone turn heel and then go into these round mm-hmm. robin tournaments is a great way to see ha- to see the person not only discover more about the character, right. but find a quick way to for them to come out mm-hmm. on the other end with a lot of experience in it. Because uh, yeah. obviously, the only way to figure that out is by doing it in the ring. Yep. Um, I think Starlight Kid has been great. I agree that the Julie match could have been better. Uh, we already started talking about Natsupoi, and yeah, uh, I think she's been great. I, I mean, I would. I would give her a solid B, maybe. Uh, I think she's been, you know, pretty good. Uh, I don't think she's been the top tier of the the this block, but uh, I think she's been pretty good. I would go with B minus because uh, she has two ma- three matches. I think that could be really intriguing. That probably elevate her um, a lot, which will be with Momo. My the Mayu match, which is the final day, and I think that could be one of the best matches of the tournament. And uh, for some reason, I feel like her and Hameka could work really well because having a tall baby face against a small heel will be a weird dynamic that I anticipate watching. But we can uh, move on. So, because if I keep rumbling on about these people, we're going to be here for hours. Speaking of Momo Watanabe, uh, she is next up, but obviously we've got some interesting news about Momo, where she is announced from stardom that she is going to miss uh, three shows as a result of an undisclosed injury. Of course, I believe one of those shows got canceled outright uh, because of the COVID uh, issues there. Uh, I believe so. You know, there the the belief is that it's an undisclosed injury. Uh, sorry, two of the shows got canceled, so you know she's not missing too much, I guess. Um, the belief is that it's a, a minor injury since she was only going to miss, miss like a week, a week's worth uh, of action. Uh, so hopefully we'll see her back soon and next weekend. Uh, but Momo Watanabe, two points, got a win over Mayu Iwatani and a loss to Netsuboy. Uh She's literally put together by tape right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Her back is all taped up, so like when they called her out for the weekend, I was like, eh, you know, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, her match that was canceled and move, um, is has already been rescheduled, so that wasn't a big deal. Five star wise, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Momo, if you follow me on Twitter, is probably my favorite wrestler right now. It's either her or Mayu, I don't know, the list goes on and on. I can't really define anything. That being said, I love her match with uh, Mayu so much in this tournament. Right now, it's my match of the tournament. Uh, These two are the most consistent, the two best in-ring performers stardom has, two of the best in the world. And I also really liked her match with Natsu Poi because I'm always here for tournament upsets. And I thought that was a really good one as well. Yes. A very solid upset from Natsu Poi. I was kind of light on the Iwatani match. Uh, there's, I'm just sort of now light on Momo. I've seen some stuff in the past from her and I really enjoyed her work, but I think maybe it's because she's held together by tape and she's a little more worn down since then. I think you know, We're canceling the podcast. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> See you, everybody. Uh, I'm playing outro music. Uh, I, there's something I I still like her, but it's obvious that you know between her slowing down injury wise, between 
I don't know how you feel about this, but my theory of of uh, Bushi Road coming in and then she kind of gets de elevated in a sense. I think between all those things, it those things taken account to me as a newer viewer, being like, okay, maybe she is as important as she was a couple years ago, which is kind of frustrating because I liked her a couple years ago. Um, so I don't know that, that that's how I feel about Momo. I like her, but I I wish there was more to it. Um, it's just sort of frustrating to watch. Like an attack on me at the same time, which is unacceptable. Uh, a minus. I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna go B on Momo. That's I, fine. I, I, it's if a you're B. Wrong. A B that I don't want to give. Understand, Scotty, that this is all right. Something Everyone that I don't want to do. This, let's just cancel Ryan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sign up to be a member. <laughs> uh, next up, Mayu Watani. Speaking of her as well. Uh, she has two points as well, a win over Julia and a loss to Watanabe. A plus. It's, it's Mayu. I don't need to explain much more. I loved both of her match. I just literally said I loved her match with Momo and I loved her match with Julia because she went through absolute hell and back in that one. Um, she doesn't care that she has a neck, which risky business to be in um and it was it showed in that match and the headbutts i don't know if you listen to these matches with sound if you didn't you need to go back and listen to them with sound because there were two loud thuds on the headbutts that made me want to throw up um that being said uh fantastic mayu's just world class um and anyone that doesn't recognize mayu is one of the best in the world can go fuck themselves I think, fair enough, fair enough, I guess. I think Mayu and Julia was my match of this block. Uh, I really enjoyed the two of them. I think their chemistry and their their ability to go against each other is very uh, solid. Um, Yeah, Mayu doesn't have a neck. She's the Ibushi, practically, of uh, stardom. I realized the other day that I was like, huh, I wonder that's maybe that's why she has the hood, so that it covers all the, the tape on her neck. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, but I think, yeah, she's just been, she's just a solid wrestler. I think, you know, just as years gone by, she's just gotten better and better with age. She's like a fine wine, if you will. Um, I agree with Tani. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's just great. great. I, I would say, uh, you know, A, maybe A minus just because of the moment match I was a little down on. But I think she's been, you know, I, I expect big things throughout the rest of the tournament. She's probably not my pick to win, but I, I think she's just going to be a solid hand throughout this entire tournament. Don't ever call Mayu a solid hand again. Fair enough. Fair How enough. How dare you? How dare you? All right, let's finish the block. Saki Kashima, Ka- Saki Kashima, uh, two points, beat Julia, uh, lost to Shirakawa and Starlight Kid. I got yelled at on Twitter yesterday for saying I wasn't that big of a fan of Saki Kashima, so I'm going to keep my opinions on Saki Kashima quiet. Um, but she was an absolute menace, and I think that's just the funny part about her. Um her beating Julia was like the layup of upsets in the tournament because yes. of like the way they've been booking over the past couple of months with those two, uh, really the past month. But she's a menace. That's what I'll give her. Like she, she just makes you laugh the way she wrestles sometimes because she hates everyone that mm-hmm. she's wrestling, even if they're on her own team. So that's very funny. And uh, the revival's great because it has like a hundred percent winning percentage almost. Um, I like anything that's like a roll-up pin that people just somehow can't get out of. Yeah, um, That goes for all wrestling and that was where I'm at with her. 
Dragon Geek does that really well with roll-up pins mm. um, as well. You know, I like it. Uh, her defeating Julia as an upset victory is like one of those like the one of those wins where it's like you, you scratch your beard looking at Julia's block and you're like, oh, interesting. This might be the reason she doesn't win. You know, this might be mm. something. You know, there's something that comes down to yeah. because of this loss. Um, and then Julia will get it get the win back after the after the tournament. Um, so yeah, that was a nice little surprise getting the win over Julia. Um, yeah, no, don't worry about those opinions. This is a safe space ring post radio. So like we said last week, all opinions are valid here. I've, I've gotten used to people coming from my throat now, so I don't really care. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, great. Great. Uh, Kashima. Uh, I'll give her a B. I'll agree. I'll say B as well. She's, um, she's fun. Uh, Julia, two points as well, getting a win over Starlight Kid and losing, like we said, to Kashima and Iwatani. I love Julia. Like, I have been on that train since the moment I started watching Stardom, watching her work. A lot of people either... Julia, more than probably anyone in Stardom, has this very 50-50 fan base when it comes to Westerners. Like, either they love her or they can't stand her. Uh, I'm one of those that love her. I think she puts together some really good matches. Um, She... Is one of the one of the if if we're calling you Tommy Hayashishita the top star right now, then Julia is clearly number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like we have said the match with Mayu was really good. Um, the upset with Saki was good, and her match with Starlight Kid while could have been better um, was a good start to the tournament for her either way. And she brought back her uh, old gear, mixing yes. it with the G.I. Joe gear. Yes. So that is always welcome because she looks like an absolute boss. Yeah, that, that return of the gear is definitely what feels like we're returning back to form of Julia, if that makes sense. Mm. Like the hair is growing back. The gear is back. We're going to return back to pre-head uh, shave in Julia. So it right. looks like we're finally get there. And maybe this is like what the Grand Prix is for her is that resurgence back yeah. into it. Maybe maybe that's the thing, is that maybe she's able to win the whole thing and she's the one that can challenge uh, mm-hmm. Utami after the this whole this whole tournament. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, like we, we've already kind of talked about the matches themselves. So I would say, you know, uh, A-minus on Julia. Uh, yeah, A-minus is a good spot. I think there's more, more from her, that, but I think we're just about to see more from her at the farther yeah. farther than the line we get. Well, her and Momo are legitimately going to murder each other on the last day. Like, yeah, that's. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but Momo literally was like, "I'm going to kill you," <laughs> like the last day. And I was like, "Yeah, like if these two are somehow still in one piece by then, oh, oh I'm very worried for their bodies then because they are uh, going to kill each other." But yeah, it's uh, good stuff, and we can. I think there's only two people left, and one of them hasn't wrestled, so there's really one person left. Uh, Koguma, Koguma, Kog- oh, Kaguma, Kaguma, Kaguma has left two points, giving the win over Natsupoi. We kind of already talked about the match. Um, you know, any, any other additional thoughts on Kaguma or in the grade there for nah. her? Uh, she gets a B only because she's had one match, and like I can't give much of an opinion, uh, yet. I know she had a match with Julia on the Cork and Hall show that main evented, which sounds like was really good. So I don't, I don't know who won off the top of my head. So uh that should be fun uh but yeah she's she's fine she was a good addition to the roster yeah i'd say b minus for her just because yeah. it's it's one match can't really tell for anything also it's a match against natsupoi 
So I, I think Natsupoi kind of helped helped her a little bit there, uh, yeah, in go my point. opinion. So we'll see. Uh, Himika hasn't wrestled yet, so we don't know anything from her. And then Fukigen Death, zero points. She lost to uh, Mina Shirakawa. Fukigen Death, just, you know, it just... She's not supposed to be in the tournament, so anything she does, like, is a absolute effort. Um, for those who don't know who Fukigen Death is... Um, it's actually Kaori Oniyama, mm-hmm. which she is very good at wrestling. Like, you might see the clown and assume a lot of things, but she's actually very good at wrestling. Uh, she's in this tournament because of the Natsuko Tora injury. Um, yes. So anything she does, you know, you just appreciate her being able to fill in these spots. Uh, but, yeah, she uh, she's there. Yeah, I don't expect her getting any points uh, I think she's no. she's playing that role there, which uh, you know the Mina was, was her chance. Yeah, I mean, I can probably agree that she could get an upset. You know, I can see a roll up kid. Yeah, I can see a roll up as well. We'll see what happens with her. I think she's been fine. You know, of, yeah. of the one match, I would say C probably just like you know, fine, just a solid opener. I, I guess I'm giving a C minus, but that's not being mean. It's just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, going into the next block here, or we're going to speed up a little bit as well here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, starting off the block on day four, we had Micah. Ma- Ma- oh, my God. Can you, you pronounce her name, please? Micah. <laughs> Micah. I thought I was I thought I was completely right, but then I thought I was wrong, and then I thought I was right, and then I don't know anymore. I'm all it confused. Happens. Micah, starting at the leaderboard for day four. Uh, I think she has, four, she has four points, a winner over Ruaka, and Haya Shishida. Uh, Utami there and a loss over Siri. Uh, so Micah, thoughts on her? Uh, Micah's been great so far. Uh, yeah. She's showing that she is going to be a future world of stardom, a wonder of stardom champion. She only continues to improve every outing. This year has been a very big year for her in terms of improving. She's been able to deliver in the biggest of matches. And I thought the upset over Hayashishida was uh, very good. I agree. I agree. I, do you think she wins the the tournament? Uh, no, I don't think she wins the tournament. Um, I could see her represent her block though, if Julia is to be winning the tournament, because uh, they don't always put the biggest name of the block in the finals. Yeah. So she's definitely a good choice for that if they want to do that. Got to give her the. Got to give someone the rub of being in the finals. Right. Uh, and also, it doesn't matter if she wins because she has. Jamaica was in the finals last year. Fair enough. Uh, it also doesn't matter if she wins just because she got the win over the champion, the top exactly. champion. So you know, exactly. that is always going to be a great thing for her. So she'll have she'll have a title challenge right after this, yeah. Um, assumingly, uh, oh, speaking of, speaking of oh grades, uh, I think A. I think solid A. I think yeah, she's been great. A. She um, she's hit it out of the park. Oh, her match with Sherry was fantastic. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's that's my match the tournament right. That's right that, there. Yeah, I mean, uh, me for like for me because I've watched so much Star. I'm like that is easily top three for me, if not one or two, because I just think it's fantastic and brutal and in all the best ways. Uh, speaking of champion Utami, also has four points, getting a win over Kamatani and Sayaka. Sayaka. 
Sayaka, uh, Unagi Sayaka. Sayaka. Uh, and losing to my Micah. Uh, Just call her Unagi. makes your life easier. That's fair, Unagi. She gets a win over Unagi and Kamatani. Um, Utami has also been gr- doing great. I think as, like, the champion, you know, I don't, you're never going to expect the champion to win these sort of tournaments, but right. she's able to put on great main events, put on great matches against people. Um, and I think she's been doing a solid job of that. I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed her matches here. Uh, people have been willing to call her the ace now, which I am not. That being said, because I don't think you take the ace role from Mayu until Mayu's gone. That's just Mayu's role forever. Uh, but she's just, you know, she's had a phenomenal year from beginning to end. And this tournament's just another showing that she's got everything you need from your champion in a tournament. And the upset of Michael was a good start. Um, her match with Saya was really good, and her match with Unagi happened. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought she's great. Uh, I'll give her an B A plus. as well. I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go B A. Plus. I'll go A. I'll, actually, Unagi I'll go... match showered me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, speaking of Unagi, she's next up. She also has four points with win over Jesus. Nakano and Azume and lost to the champion Hayashishida. Uh, thoughts on Unagi, her performance so far? I defend Unagi more than a lot of people. That being said, I have not loved her matches necessarily. I haven't hated the first two. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, the one with Azumi was fine. The one with Tam was interesting because of like pure domination. She hit her finisher, she won. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was no yeah. like part of her having legitimate offense until she hit her finisher mm-hmm. um this is a good tournament for her though to establish that finisher um i think establishing a brand new finisher is always important it's kind of like um the uh, made in japan of shingo takagi for those who may not know um, a little different of course but mm-hmm. um unagi's getting better and better she's she's going to be one of the top champions someday so just accept that people uh I'm going to give her a nice little B. I would agree with that B there. I think she's very uh, doing a solid job. Uh, I didn't know about the new finisher, but same sort of thing, but we were kind of talking about with Starlight Kid. These right. sort of tournaments are a great, great way to help establish those sort of things yeah. um, for the future eventually. Right. Um, yeah, I think she's solid. Uh, again, I for some, some reason, I like Mina more than Unagi, and I don't know what it is. Uh, um, you're one of you're one of them. I've, I I appears appears I might there. be one of them. There's a lot of them, so it's not like it's not it's not a thing against you. Uh, she, I, I can but see I, it. But Mina Mina's also you know in Stardom world, she's also up there in years. So it's not like she's going to be you know around. No, she's never going to win the title. No, she's she's this is just the I end mean, of her career probably. How old do you think Unagi is? Twenty something. Thirty one. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay, so maybe Unagi can win she, a title she's somewhere. Get, she's going to get a title before she uh, wraps it up, but she's only been in wrestling for three years, so not even. She also beat, of course, Tam Nakano. Do you think she uh, wins that title there? Not a chance. <laughs> but it'll be no a way. big spot for her when they give her the title match. It'll be a really big spot for her. I'm a little worried, but you know, faction mates usually can make a good match out of anything, so. I agree. Uh, Siri, uh, next up, she also has uh, four points. Got a win over Micah. I agree. A-plus effort here. Micah and Kamatani wins. Azume, she lost to. 
all of these matches have been great. I think Sherry has been the MVP of this tournament. So out far. of her mind right now. Yeah. Like she is wrestling out of her mind. Everything feels important. And that's all I ask. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely the MVP so far. Like she's had three matches and they've all been awesome. Her next match was supposed to be against Unagi, which would have been absolute murder, <laughs> which just is exciting. But her, um, the upset against Azumi, fantastic. Mm-hmm. The match with Micah, where she decided, you know, death to Micah, mm-hmm. fantastic. And um, mm-hmm. the opening night match with Kamatani, where she also decided death to Kamatani, was fantastic. So, yeah, I can't sing the praises enough of Sherry. If you ever want to hear about the story of Sherry, you could always go on VoicesOfWrestling.com and uh, look at my article about her that I posted this week. Just saying. There we go. I think Sherry has been great. Uh, to, I keep doing the comparisons because it helps me as someone yeah. that is a New Japan person going into the stardom universe. Mm-hmm. Crossing over to the Bushi Forbidden Door. You're not the only one. Don't call her Ishii. That's all I'm saying. Why not? Why not call? Why not call her Ishii? Because I don't love Ishii. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to use that comparison in the sense that Ishii is typically the MVPs of the of the G1 Climax Tournament. Typically, historically, critically speaking, has very great matches. I I can see Shuri. Obviously, She'll I think win a title though, unlike him. That's probably also true. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not. Maybe I can see Shuri also just being a solid gatekeeper like Ishii has been. Uh, but let we'll see what happens. I think she's obviously going to get the win over against Uta- Utami uh, eventually down the line, so we can build mm. up that challenge. I don't think she's going to win the tournament, but I think she's just she's just doing God's work right now. Yeah, yeah. And so A plus. Yeah. She's my favorite of the tournament so far understandable all right let's uh we'll speed through the last couple nakano four points got a win over raka and konami and lost to sayaka and kamatani big time b energy like definitely a b because yeah i agree i i know I'm tam b minus better maybe. b minus here's maybe. here's the problem with tam i know she can do better and the fact that she hasn't in some of these matches like makes me a little mad, but yeah. it happens. Like you, you want she's she is best at protecting herself, like in terms of not going all out and getting her body destroyed, probably more than anyone on the roster. So that's why, like, I respect what she's doing and not having these, you know, all out wars every outing because you just don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, you could say B minus. I'm gonna go with B. Uh, it it's fine. Saya Kamatani, uh, first person in the block here on day four of two points, got the win over Nakano and lost to uh, Haya Shishida and Shiri. You know, Saya is such a star because she does things that no one else on the stardom roster can do um, in terms of, you know, the high flying and whatnot. Um, I, I've really liked her tournament so far. I'm going to go with B+. Plus. You know, nothing crazy, but I can understand anyone that doesn't absolute, like doesn't love her stuff either. Um, but I thought her match with Tam was very good. Uh, her match was Utami and Shuri were also good, especially Shuri. I, I feel she's a solid B wrestler here. Yeah, that's I, you know, she's a person that like she's just going to put in like solid effort performances all across mm-hmm. the board. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know, she she's also getting the push right now. So I think that's right. or at least getting a little bit of a push. She's one of the participants in the uh, New Japan just announced for the Wrestle Grand Slam as well. They're going to have dark matches from stardom. 
Um, mm. uh, based on the graphic and the announcement, I don't know what those matches will consist of. It looks like they might be either tag match or two separate single matches. It'll have Julia. I can put my money on that. Uh, it's the members are Julia, Mayu Iwatani, uh, Mayu Utami Iwatani, Utami Hayashishida, and Saya. Interesting. Yeah, I, I could. I, I'm very happy that they're putting those shows, uh, those matches on the um, New Japan card. My only problem is that they don't air. Yeah, they're they're just consistently dark because they're not they're not allowed to air. Yeah. So. Um, but I'm sure they'll be good. Uh, Azume, next up, two points with the win over Shuri and the loss to Sayaka. Um, Azumi's so good at uh, making you believe she can win any match despite not being at the top of the card right now. Mm-hmm. Um, her match with Shiri was great. Um, yeah. I really loved that match. Um, the Unagi one wasn't ideal, and well, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, that's actually what I think might be Unagi's best match of the tournament. And has she wrestled three times, you said? Uh, only twice as of day four. Okay, so yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, really like the Shuri match. The Unagi one's fine. I'm going to give a B plus. Yeah, I think she's been fairly fine. I think she, you know, to do the comparison to Natsupoi, I think she's been a little bit below Natsupoi so far just because mm. of that high-speed uh, similarities yep. there uh you know i think she puts in good effort i think she's one of those people that she can she can raise lower people but she can't necessarily um raise ev- like anyone higher above her if that makes sense like it's really- yeah well yeah because she's uh, so people that don't know she's still uh 18 years old mm-hmm. um she's just been around forever um if i had a choice you know two three years down the line she would be the future ace of stardom because i think she can be that good but i am i understand where you're coming from like she doesn't put anyone above her level and i think that's more so of the case that you know she's her biggest matches for the most part have mostly been for the high speed title so when we get down the line of her getting into the bigger title matches i think she'll be able to do that yeah, she's been wrestling for seven years since 2014, and she's 18. Yeah, absolutely absurd. Uh, next up, someone who hasn't wrestled yet, uh, Takumi Ohora. I know that's your... Aroha. Or what was it again? Aroha. 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 Aloha. Aroha. Uh, hasn't wrestled yet. I'm sure you are just waiting for the day uh, for her to appear in the block. Yep. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be tremendous. Pants A pants-down um, affair. She's probably going to be the only person that could steal the MVP from Siri when it's all said and done. She's also wrestling Siri on the last day of the tournament, meaning those are, those two very well could be fighting to be in the finals. That's true. Um, which is exciting as well. That's very true. Uh, and then uh, Konami, uh, zero points, a loss to Nakano. Oh, very upsetting. Uh, Konami's going to get a C. Um, that yeah. Tam match, that Tam match could have been a lot better, and I don't think that's a lot to blame on her. I think uh, we got to a point in that match where Tam just kind of was like, "All right, let's end this." Um, Konami is a very polarizing wrestler for Stardom because some people absolutely love her style, some people hate it. Um, I think she can be really good. I think she has shown she can be really good. She's been in the five star finals before. Yeah. Like people don't. 
uh, remember that. She went to the finals in the Cinderella and Five Star before. Uh, yeah, but see, I have to give her a C because her one match wasn't fantastic by any means. Uh, I Konami falls in that Momo section for me where it's someone that I really enjoyed. I really like watching the snippets of matches I saw a couple years ago, but now it's like, you know, figuring things out. And I think, you know, to be fair to Konami, she's the past couple of years have not been great. So she's got, you know, got to figure things out in a whole new direction, heel turn and whatnot. Uh, I don't think her style works as a heel. I think it works better as a face for some reason. I don't know. That might just be me. Um, but I think like Starlight is taking the heel turn more than Konami better, mm. at least in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I just, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not hot on Konami right now. Yeah, so, I, I'll say C not, as well. You're, you're not the only one. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm gonna say C as well. I, I mm. hopefully we'll see more better things from her. Uh, you know, it is the disappointing match that was uh, the Tam match. So we'll maybe see where where that can yeah. go. And the, that question will be, of course, obviously the theory right now is that's all in Tam, but we'll see if that Konami played a part in that as well mm. with future matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ruaka. Uh, zero points, lost to Micah and Nakano as well. Good for Ruaka being in the tournament. That's all I'm going to say. Like, she's not going to have these uh, five-star, four-star classics. She is there to take pins, but yep, uh, this is her first ever tournament. She's still very young, yep. but uh, she definitely has potential. Uh, that's, that's what you take away from these things when they give uh, these younger wrestlers big spots. Um, uh, she'll be, she'll fit a good role down the line for them. Uh, but yeah, nothing special, of course. Rocco wrestling for four years at the age of 16 currently. Yeah, I agree. She is that spot, that sort of um, spot where she's just going to be the pin eater for a little bit. And I think that's yeah. perfectly fine for her. That's the, the What it's really about for her is um, learning experience. more wrestling, getting more experience yep. underneath her belt. Um, and I think with this block, she's going to get a lot of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She uh, She's going to... Like, when you look at her, because she's not wrestling herself, this is an absolutely, like, insane gauntlet of matches that you have to go through. Um, but, yeah, she's going to get a lot of experience. I'm not going to go very high. Like, I'm going to give it a – I'll give it a C because she's doing her job. Like, it's not like she's still in the show or anything, but she's doing her job. Yeah, I'm going to go B-. minus. Uh, oh, I yeah. think I think she's been perfectly fine. I think she's, yeah. you know, like you said, she's 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 perfectly fine in the sense that she's doing her job. She's going out there having – solid matches that are just you know part of part yeah. of the card that are there and it's you know perfectly okay for what mm-hmm. she's doing mm-hmm. i'm enjoying All what right. seeing. that was a fun breakdown now we have to talk about wwe oh boy <laughs> you said that with such despair in your well heart. it's funny because we're previewing two shows that i'm actually excited for you know as someone that has to cover wwe on a week-to-week basis these are the things that you know i'm like oh thank god i have something to look forward to because without these two things oof but this could also be like the last takeover ever so let's all cry together (laughs) this is all fair concern i think uh coming up great card though coming up on august 22nd on sunday uh in a weird in a weird thing it's been flipped around and we're going to flip it back around to what it should be. Uh, but nonetheless, NXT TakeOver is happening August 22nd uh, out of the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, of course, we got five matches already announced. We have, what, a week, another Wednesday of uh, NXT. So who knows? Excuse me. What, Tuesday. I'm getting still Tuesday, very burpy. They, Tuesday. they lost the Wednesday Night Wars. 
<laughs> I, I still live in the world where they never lost. Uh, and I, I'm of Triple H. We're in the world that they never lost the Wednesday Night Wars, and they're still I'm winning, so, still ah, kicking ass. It's so stupid that they try to compete against them because, like, ah, I'm not going to go into this. It's a whole diatribe. We could go into the death of NXT, too, but we're not going to do that either. We're just going to talk about NXT in its current form and act like nothing else is happening, and they're not ha- they don't have the walls crumbling around them. I do have on note here that says end of NXT UK, so maybe we'll talk about that a little um, We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get, get to Have they announced movies. Swerve and Escobar yet? Because um, I, I, I'd just yet. say put that, put that on the docket because that's happening. Um, not uh, could be fun. Let, me, let me look up to see because I believe... He burned, Swerve burned a lucha mask. That's like a crime in Mexico. That, that, that is a rivalry. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I might... If I'm not mistaken, I believe that is on the card for the next... Oh no, it's not. Uh, no, it is not yet on the card for NXT Takeover 36. They're there's doing, already uh, there's already five matches. Title. There's already five like, matches, so they're probably won't going to add another one. They might. Um, I would put a decent amount of change. They add that. They put the but, tag title match and the cruiserweight title match on TV. Maybe those they could do the, be really good. I agree. The they could put the swerve match. Escobar why don't match we? Uh, after why don't we table. preview those as part of this little NXT takeover talk? Because I feel like those both are worthy of takeover, um, especially the cruiserweight title. I just want to talk about that real quick. Uh, Kushida versus Roderick Strong is like the ultimate uh, puro indie fan stream. Yeah. <laughs> like that that is insane and i think those two are gonna have a really good uh tv match maybe one of the best nxts had all year um give if they give in 15 minutes and this wouldn't be the first time that uh cruiserweights main evented nxt and you know they'll probably have a show closing angle with joe and cross but they could definitely have the last match on the card and probably have a great showing yeah, I think Kushida versus Roderick Strong is going to be a great match. Uh, if you look anything like the last takeover for, takeover with Kushida versus Gargano, um, mm. I think you know it's very it's going to be a very similar match in the sense that Kushida is going to step up his game for this kind of person, yeah. and Roderick Strong in this new gimmick, very hard hitting. I think we're going to get a very strong style esque match for the cruiserweight title. Ah, that's punny. Very, very, very funny. Uh, NXT Tag Team Title Match on NXT TV on 8-17. It's going to be MSK, Nashgar, and Wesley defending their titles against Imperium, a Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel. Marcel Barthel. (laughs) I just say Marcel Barthel because I'll mess up the fell every single time. Uh, This should be really good because I feel like MSK continuously proves to be one of, like, those really good NXT things of the past since signing um their match was like say example champa and done uh not done uh, well that would be a great team uh champa and thatcher was really good and i think champ and thatcher are having a great year themselves um uh, but um and i feel like the two imperium guys are often disrespected at times so i feel like uh because they're not like the pretty name of like an indie team uh, they're more they're put together really um, i think they can have a really good match here i agree i i think um imperium msk and champa and thatcher have been the division have been the three mm. guys all circling the top of the division yeah i think we're going to expect a very solid match between these two i am slightly concerned for msk's chances 
simply because the last uh, event, I believe last takeover was held in front of a crowd where they were being booed and whatnot. I don't understand that. I, 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 I'm concerned that may, they might change their minds because yeah. if, if they're going to put the tiles on somebody, Imperium's not a bad one. not yeah. a bad bet. Then you can move it into a triple threat with Thatcher and Ciampa in there as well. And that could be another yeah. takeover match. Weird. It's just so, I don't know how you boo them. They're very entertaining. Like everything they do is so fun. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think weird. I think they're solid. I think they've been doing great work in NXT as opposed mm. to the previous indie work. Their indie work mm. was very solid, but I think they've stepped it up a notch being in NXT or mm. they've put something together because I think they've mm-hmm. done a great job. And pairing them up against, you know, Imperium and Thatcher and Ciampa. I think been a great move for MSK. Um, I think we never talked about the results. I think uh, I think Roddy Strong wins the cruiserweight title, and I think MSK retains. Uh, the cruiserweight division is non-existent, so I don't think it really matters. Uh, I'll go Kushida and MSK, but I could definitely see Roddy winning, which would be cool for Roddy. Uh, moving into NXT Takeover Thirty Six proper. Um, I have no idea what any of the order of the matches is, so let's just go one by one. Starting just off, just go with, with the worst first. Okay, L.A. Knight versus there Cameron Grimes for the I million dollar championship. I have to watch this again. The Ugh. stipulation of this match is that if Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must become L.A. Knight's butler. I don't know if that's a replacement of Grimes or if it's in addition to Grimes. Does it even matter? <laughs> uh, so the reason this this match is on pay-per-view again is that Cameron Grimes is over like Rover. Like, this guy has everyone loving him, and um, I think he gets his big win here um, in for, for DiBiase and for the title. Um, yeah, Cameron Grimes is very good. I like how he loses the title, loses the ladder match, but now that it's for Ted DiBiase, he's going to step it up. I agree. I think I think this is the match where Cameron Grimes almost has to win. The problem yeah. is, is that LA Knight with the million dollar championship makes sense, but I think with Cameron Grimes he almost has to win this match now. The stakes with are with Ted DiBiase are too high uh, for well, Cameron LA, Grimes to lose. LA Knight's really old, so uh, he needs to either get called up after this or he's getting released, so that's tough. Also a great point, and that's the fear. He'll probably it. get called up. That's Honestly. the but that's the fear that's the fear Scotty with all of these people is well you're too old you're you're done or you're getting called up 38 years old he the odds of him getting called up are not great but also with any of these champions it's like I don't want to lose the title because you know, I might get fired it's the guys like LA Knight where like the releases, no, but like the idea of wanting to change back to being under thirty, I'm like, to for your development brand, I understand because yeah. like you're not developing LA Knight, <laughs> he's pretty established, like he's not changing, so I get that in that sense. I think I totally know where they mean, but at the same time, like, uh, let's not just outright cut these people like i think la knight could add something to the main roster for example because he's exactly what vince loves which is a trash talking um fine wrestler who has a good build yeah who can cut promos for days Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah i I think cameron grimes is gonna have to win here i thought their ladder match previously was was differently yeah they're gonna he's gonna go to the moon 
I think the ladder match previously was fairly decent. It was definitely a different style and worked old school, mm. which is that LA Knight mentality of not taking too many bumps. Um, but I think at this point, Cameron Grimes almost has to win. And then we have to see whether or not this feud continues after that. What do you think? Please, God, th- no. Who do you think is going to win? Cameron Grimes. To the moon. To the moon. I love that the crowd chants that. That's probably my favorite thing of the entire Grimes thing, that they all chant, to the moon. I'm like, how the hell did you get that over? Uh, Next up we're going to talk about is Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT UK Championship. The match obviously took place, um, almost felt like years ago. In uh, the middle of nothing. In the middle of the pandemic, NXT UK television. A great match. Critically acclaimed. I loved it. I gave it five stars. I thought it was a solid match. Amazing match between the two. And now we're telling. He gave it five stars. That that is legitimately telling people. I did. I'm a rare five star giver. Um, But now we're moving that title, doing the second one here in the states, uh, in Florida, its own country itself, uh, and seeing what happens with Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. I have thoughts about this match. I think this match is going to be great. The Mike. My concerns with this match are crowd sucking. No, I'm not concerned. Well, the oh. crowd's going to suck no matter what. I so fucking I'm, hate the crowd. Um, my the, my concerns with this match is that it's not going to stay a singles match. I'm concerned uh, that mm. with Pete Dunne defeating Ilya Dragunov, with Dunne's contract seemingly coming up to all of these news about NXT UK and these rumors and whatnot, and, and Walter not wanting to work in America, but wanting to maybe move Ilya Dragunov over, I'm concerned that they're going to put Pete Dunne in this match, make it a triple threat, which will probably diminish the star quality of it. Um, mm. I think uh, it'd still be good. But and, yes. then, and then Pete Dunne wins. And then Pete Dunne wins uh, Dragunov. And then Dragunov so I don't have that fear. Um, I just, you know, they, they made, they've made it such a big deal. Like the way they announced it, they're like on August 22nd. Walter's coming to America. Like every time Walter is coming to America, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's um, true. Which it hell should be because Walter's the freaking man. Um, I think one, this doesn't become a triple threat. Two, I I understand your fear because I could also see them making a triple threat and Walter not being in the finish. Yeah, because Walter is like the most protected wrestler in the world, which is just crazy to think about. Like he does not like losing and he doesn't like not having titles. Um, If if what I think happens and Dragunov beats him, I think this is it for Walter in WWE, because if he's not going to America ever, which I don't know why he would. um, And he is losing the title and these rumors of NXT UK possibly, you know, dissolving potentially. Uh, I don't under, I don't see a place for Walter. I don't see a place for Walter without the title actually, because he's such a big attraction that you don't want to just have him doing like regular old matches on NXT UK that, that he's, he's a legitimate attraction. So I think Dragunov wins. This spells the end of Walter. Walter in WWE and Walter's fantastic run that has had 
It looks like we lost Scotty there for a second. Let's see if he returns. I'm going to check my internet connection on top of that. Um, but it looks like we lost Scotty there for a second. But I think we're both in agreement, basically, is that we neither of us think Walter is coming out of this match with the title in hand. Um, I don't think we'll see that happening. Uh, I think, if anything, uh, Walter is going to lose. Whether or not NXT UK dissolves with all these rumors that are happening, who knows. Either it's going to be Ilya Dragunov, if they may have a triple threat, they'll put, probably put the title on Dunn. Um, but I think Ilya Dragunov is also a solid uh, person to uh, win the title, win the NXT UK championship. I think that would just be a great move for him. Make a star, why don't we? Let's make a star. I won't be happy if they put the title back on Pete Dunn, if they make it a triple threat and all that jazz. Uh, but we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, still lost Scotty again. He left the call. Let's see if he can re-enter um, and join us once more. But yeah, that's NXT UK Championship news. Uh, Scotty, you're back. Dude, I have no idea what happened, but I heard everything you said. You said you'll be upset if Pete Dunn loses, I mean wins, if he's entered into the match. Um, and I wanted to make the point, I don't think Pete Dunn leaves WWE. That's, that's no. the point I want to make. I agree. I agree. Um, moving right along, let's talk about the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez defending her title against Dakota Kai uh, over at NXT TakeOver 36. I'm going to be sad when Dakota loses. I'm going to be really sad because I really like Dakota Kai. Um, I think she's really good. Um, and this she and the age thing scares me the most. Cause like who Dakota Kai, yeah, because she's thirty three, I believe, and she's so good, and she's been deserving of an NXT Women's Title run for, I'd say, a couple of years now. Um, and I don't understand why she's the heel in this feud. Like, there's no fucking <laughs> chance. I am cheering for Raquel Gonzalez. Um, that being said, um, I would love Kai to win. Uh, I just don't have much hope because especially with the age restricting and she's been on the main roster like a few times for tryout matches. So either she's getting called up or she might be getting the cut. And that makes me very sad. Yeah, I am also concerned about Dakota Kai. Uh, I agree that I don't understand why she's the heel here. I think uh, she's got, I mean, just because she turned on her partner, that makes her the bad guy, but we can talk nonsense about WWE booking until the cows come home. It's very <laughs> main rostery of a turn. Um, it's just frustrating because of. I liked your video though. I like. I think it was a solid promo, but yeah. I, but it, uh, it, but I couldn't watch it without thinking, "Why are you the heel right now?" I agree with all these points. Um, what's frustrating to me about Dakota Kai is that I almost just feel bad for her because. Mm. She has this height, hot feud with Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Um, Tegan Knox gets injured. She gets the the new partner in Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai is the the Shawn Michaels to to Raquel Gonzalez's Diesel, right? And right. I think that's a solid pairing. And then over time, it just we put the title on Raquel, and Dakota just gets thrown to the wayside. And I totally think she's going to lose here. And it's just like, well, then what's next? Tegan Knox is on the main run on SmackDown. Uh, it's like it's the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing. It's like you almost have what, to have Tegan there. For I, I think I know what the what's next is. 
Um, if you want me to dive in, I will dive in. Unless you want to finish your point. Um, I just I just don't see her winning. I I just I see Raquel no, I retaining. Either. I see Raquel Raquel retaining. I don't know who I, Raquel loses to eventually, but I I'm just frustrated about Dakota. I thought Dakota I thought Dakota was winning until all of this um behind the scenes type stuff happened, and that's mean? when I like the releases and the uh, mandate to make it under 30. Like that's when I was like, Oh, she probably isn't going to be able to win, which sucks. Um, that being said, uh, I think the move after her um, is all roads lead to Sarai winning the title. Like that's where I'm at. Like she's clearly someone they see in a very positive light. Um, that being said, I'm wondering since they've turned Raquel oddly babyface, if they're going to put the title on a heel first and then have Sarai win it. Because what made sense to me was maybe Frankie Monet, but Frankie Monet is also up there in age. So I have no idea what's going to happen with all these people. Um, I just know Sarai's winning that title eventually because she's actually under the age of 30. So she has a chance. Raquel herself is also 30 years old. And Dakota Kai. <gasps> I know. Scandal. She's, She's got time. She's got time. She's got time. You're right in turning uh, in turning Raquel face. It was obviously need to come because she basically went through all of the he- the faces. So she needed to turn face to go through the heels. Frankie Monet is an interesting person to defeat Raquel Gonzalez as like a chicken shit heel kind of person. Mm. Um, especially with now that they're well, creating. It's not have to be Mandy her. Rose. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Um, <laughs> did you see? Can I just talk about that? Her, the last NXT with, um, with uh, the entrance Priscilla Kelly, Priscilla Kelly's uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane's entrance. No, I have no idea by the way who JC Jane is, but continue. I think she was Avery Taylor. She was an evolved person. Um, oh, so she doesn't actually matter. Okay, cool. But but JC Jane, I don't know what she's doing, but she's like walking out doing this like strut that's like very comical to me. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And it just doesn't feel uh, right to get next to Gigi. And I just, was happy that they were like, you know what, Gigi probably should start to matter soon because we're running out of people. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh I guess we'll see where all that goes. I repeat, um, all all roads go to Sarai eventually i can see frankie get it winning the title off of raquel mm-hmm. and then sarai mm-hmm. being the person that go mm-hmm. off and to face Agreed. frankie which I, I have actually thought for a while now would be the road it all um, depends on if any more people from the main roster come down and they sign any people. who the hell knows what's happening man this is so hard this is the hardest takeover of my life to predict it's also it's well, I would say it's hard, but also all of us we're both in agreement on all of these matches on how they're yeah, gonna play yeah. out. Yeah, that's true. Uh speaking of matches, um where we well, I mean, now we're gonna get to the points where we actually don't really know. Um mm. I I think probably gonna be your same semi main will probably be for the NXT championship, Samoa Joe taking on champion carrying cross with Scarlet mm. in the corner. The belief for me, obviously Joe, if, Joe, if, Joe, if, Joe. That's I think that's the belief with Karrion Cross going up to the main roster. I think the best thing for Triple H or whoever is now in charge or whatever is happening with NXT, best thing for Triple H to do, take the title off of Karrion Cross, put it to Samoa Joe, 
protect NXT a little bit as much as you can um, because, you know, Karrion Cross is getting shifted over and losing to Jeff Hardy. Um, so I don't give a shit about Karen Cross. Me neither. Me <laughs> That's neither. The whole thing. The guy is not that great. Doesn't draw. Do do all the stuff. Excuse me. I'm real burpy. I should not have had that cake smash. It's real bad for this podcast. <laughs> but I think I think the right move here is to move the title to Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe can almost continue the story they were telling with Karen Cross mm. as that dominant champion. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see Samoa Joe wrestle again. We haven't seen him wrestle in quite a while. So I, I think he's going to win the title. I can look that up for certain. But I think Samoa uh, Joe's... He wrestled in February of last year. I think Samoa Joe's going to win this title. If Samoa Joe doesn't win this title, I might freak out. Uh, Samoa Joe has given the life that NXT needed for a while now. Um, just his overall presence feels important. His overall, anytime he does anything, feels important. Uh, and it's proving to me, um, and and proving a lot of people right that Samoa Joe still has it all. Um, I will see his in ring, but his promo work is masterful, and he's just that presence that should be a main eventer anywhere he is, and. I just am so happy to see Joe wrestling again. I, I, I absolutely love Samoa Joe. He's one of my favorites. He's one of – I'm willing to say he's one of the best all time in terms of what he brings to the table and his years of work, whether it be Ring of Honor where he was more in-ring based um, to TNA slash Impact where he really put it all together. And his NXT work has been great, you know, first run, um, so far second run. And – um, he should have been he he made you believe this this is the perfect line of Samojo. He made you believe he could beat Brosner clean in the middle of the ring. That is not something everyone can do. So Samojo Samo is the man. Samojo has the ability to just talk you into the arena, talk you into the match. He's just great mm-hmm. at promos. Um so you believe also Samojo, it sounds like. Yeah, I'll be pissed otherwise. Get get carrying <laughs> cross out of here. He's yeah. the reason NXT. Mm, never well, mind. I was going to say, he's one of many reasons, if anything. Mm. Uh, and then probably your main event Kyle, Cool Kyle versus Adam Cole. Two Not out of three so falls cool match. Kyle. Fall number one is a singles match. Fall number two, street fight. Fall number three, steel cage match. Very similar to yeah, the. Who doesn't Adam... love copy and pasting exactly what happened two years ago? To that Johnny Gargano Adam Cole match. Uh, thoughts? Thoughts on this match, Scotty? Uh, the goodbye to Adam Cole can't wait can not wait um i am definitely picking kyle to win this first off second off i'm actually looking forward to this match i think it definitely has a chance to be better than the first two because unlike the gargano um feud which i thought they had no chance of being better than the first two because um the two out of three falls had all that emotion and i was actually live there for when adam cole won the title no big deal just saying uh I loved both of those matches, so that three out of falls match didn't matter to me at all. This one, I feel like the way these two know each other can be really good. Yeah, I, I, I think I think this match could definitely be better uh, than the Gargano two out of three falls match there. Um, I think the question here is i think kyle is going to win here the question is is if this is the last we see of adam cole 
I'm praying um, it is in NXT. I think he, I think it could be, but who knows? Hard to speculate on that. Um, I think this the, the issue with all these matches with Adam Cole lately, I almost want him not to be in NXT just because I think he's part of it, is that this match is one of those matches that's going to be like 50 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to start to get overindulgent, I fear. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I just get concerned with that because I think that's I sort think the of, falls will help it. I hope so. It didn't really help it for me for the Gargano match. I'll be honest. No, no. But I, again, I think this is different in the sense that the first two uh, matches with Kyle weren't as good as the first two at Gargano. Like the first two at Gargano, I was done. I was like, okay, those were great. We can move on. Um, I, I'm still looking for that signature match because a lot of people go on task of saying that that. Cole Gargano first one, the two out of three falls, very well might be the best match in NXT history. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know, that can be debated all day, but it's very good. And I don't think Kyle and Cole have come close to that. So that's why I'm hopeful this does really well. But two out of three stage, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, uh, it's a tough one. It's always tough. It's always tough to tell that story and make it interesting. Um, I think if this is Adam Cole's last night, which I think he'll know by then if it is, um, because he's, people don't understand how smart Adam Cole is, and he's a very big WWE fan. Like This is where he always wanted to be. But he understands and has seen himself. He understands what he looks like and the way he, he might be booked. I don't think he'll be dumb enough unless Vince's pitch to him on SmackDown a week ago was the best pitch Vince has ever given because – it's going to be tough to keep Cole there. And if this is the goodbye match to Adam Cole without us fully knowing, I think he's going to go all out, especially for his boy Kyle. So that should be interesting. Uh, well, we got about five minutes left. Uh, do you want to quickly run over SummerSlam preview that and get out yeah, of here? Yeah, we can just do the big matches. Sure. Uh, uh, sure, we can do that. Um, because uh, so we'll skip over awesome. we'll skip over Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. We'll skip over Sheamus <laughs> versus Damian Priest. Darn. Uh, I, it's hard to determine what is a big match here. Edge versus Seth um, Rollins, is that a big match? That is a big match. Yeah, maybe there's history behind there between Edge and Seth yeah. Rollins. Even if the build hasn't been like amazing, it's a big match. Like Anything with a part-timer tends to be considered a big match um, for WWE. Uh, and I, I'm definitely interested to see how that goes. Uh to me, the match was always going to be better than the build. Um, just the way those two wrestle. And, you know, Seth is at a point where he's beyond stale as a character. Yeah. Uh, which it, it's not probably his fault. He probably doesn't have much say in if he gets to continuously be this boring ass heel. Um, and Edge, you know, I've liked a lot of Edge matches since he's come back. Not all of them. Not all of them. I did not enjoy the WrestleMania match. Uh, the Randy Orton one, not the triple threat. I thought the triple threat was great. Uh, I think uh, this will be a big moment for Edge. Yeah, I think the issue is is what, you know, I think my concern is, is that I, I think this will be a big moment for Edge. I Hopefully this will be more of a coming out party for him. Because I, mm. I fear that he might be getting surpassed by Christian at this point. 
Um, <laughs> but it's at the same breath, it's also like you, if you're WWE and you're doing it smart, you almost have to have Seth Rollins win here so that he can go on and challenge Roman. And yeah. uh, unless whatever's happening with this draft or whatever not other nonsense. Um, it, you almost want Seth Rollins to win, yep. but then it's like, well, then he's, you know, what's he's the heel. Does the feud continue? What's what's happening? You that's it's a launch of concern. And that's, I think, also the issue of Edge is that he needs to be more of these side stories um, yeah. and be almost a gatekeeper as a sense to go mm-hmm. up until Roman. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think Edge needs to win the title in his whatever length of this uh, final run is. I don't think he ever needs to be champion. Agreed. So I'm definitely in agreement with the gatekeeper idea and having these big matches before he wraps it up. Because this is a big match for him. This is one of those matches that people have wanted for a couple of years, especially based off the um, you know seven-year thing where he almost broke his neck or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think a perfect way to do it is you sell that, you could sell that curb stomp like death um, because of Edge's neck. Like that's how you can take Edge off TV until like Survivor Series and you can get Seth Rollins over that much more, um, which is probably your goal if you want him to face Roman at, say, Survivor Series. I did also just have the thought of, Seth is also the heel, and Roman's a heel, so I don't know what's going to happen from there. But with you got to you got to turn Seth face with the teases of bringing back up the Shield in the history and the lore. Maybe John Moxley's going to win the title. You're right. There Come we on. go, baby. John Moxley returns to WWE. Oh, um, please don't do that to him. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip Usos, Mysterio. We'll, yeah, sure will. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily these are big matches, but Bianca Blair, Sasha Banks. Uh, and, That's and, a big match. And the women, Raw Women's title, the triple threat that with is Nikki, not, no. Ash, Flair, and Ripley. No. The only thing I'll predict about that is Becky Lynch is coming back on SummerSlam. I, we've been predicting Becky Lynch is no, returning but, every, no, every pay-per-view at this point. But this, this has to be the surprise they wanted to keep because they gave people Cena. They gave people Banks back. They gave, I mean, I guess fucking Goldberg's a surprise, but I'm not <laughs> saying he's a surprise. Uh, they gave those three for this show. You save a very big surprise for SummerSlam. They've already been teasing a big surprise for SummerSlam. Like, they have put that in their marketing. Um, and they did that last year, too, with Roman coming back out of nowhere. Um, so true. it has to be Becky showing up. Um, otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? Because clearly she's ready to go. Like, she somehow she is in better shape now than she was when she was on top of the world. So, like, just bring her back already. She's your second – she's either your second biggest star or your first biggest star in terms of popularity. So just fucking pull the trigger. And then Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks as well for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be a good match. I don't know if it'll hold up to the WrestleMania match. Going to be tough. I think it's going to be – It's yeah, it's a tough, tough spot to be put in, but I think it's going to be a good match nonetheless. Yeah, that's really how I feel about it. I'll be shocked if Bianca loses, but if they want to give Sasha another reign and have Bianca take a little back seat for a few, or maybe, you know, the draft could have a lot of change on this too. Maybe they want to move Bianca, move Sasha, who the hell knows anymore. Um, when it's going to be tough. To... When is the draft? Um, we have, I think the date's back to October now. There's no official date, but I think Zarian. Um, had said it moved from September to 
uh, October and November. Yeah, I'm going to look this up because I'm looking at one article that says Zarian said, Andrew Zarian of the Matman podcast said 839.3 were the two dates for the draft, which is yes. a little over a week after SummerSlam. So I have to find see if I can find a follow-up to that. The draft will be the big question with all this stuff. Yes, got moved over. Oh, wait, no, that's 2020. I got you right now. 10-4. Uh, 10-4. 10-4. Yeah, that sounds right. 10-1. Uh, yeah. The first week of October, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, be the question. that works. Um, yeah, I mean... I like... What, have... about, what about this? Bianca retains Becky Lynch debuts on Bianca. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Um, Let's put her over to SmackDown. Yeah, keep her from the bad show. That sounds good to me. Uh, The really bad show. Let me rephrase. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for a potential Becky anything because I think a lot of us like Becky, even if it's just in the case that she's very likable and she adds a certain star quality to them that they need. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure Sasha in a more heelish vibe can make this match different from the first one because she wasn't fully healed then. Now she is. So yeah, should be interesting. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE. Uh, who the fuck cares? Bobby Lashley wins. If Bobby Lashley loses, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. God, <laughs> dude, the fact that Goldberg is on, on this show and again, paid like three million to do this. While I have to watch like Bronson Reed and Alistair Black a cut. God bless for Alistair Black; he's already better off. That being said, uh, you get my point. Uh, it, who the fuck cares? Just, if, <laughs> if, if Bobby Lashley doesn't smash him, I'm going to be very upset because I think Bobby Lashley, for as bad as Raw has been, has been a very good world champion. I agree. I think they've been building up and booking Bobby Lashley great for the past year, maybe two years with Bobby Lashley. I think he's been doing a great job. It it almost they're almost set it up that Bobby Lashley has to defeat Goldberg and that can really mm. define him, define yeah. Bobby Lashley. Dude, I if think. they it would make no sense to have Goldberg win because they don't have anyone built up to beat Goldberg. Yes. That's why I feel like this is a layup unlike the time when Drew was facing Goldberg, because that you could say like, oh, they just want to give either give Drew another big win or do something else, you know, like when that was happening. Um, this is very different. There is no one being built up to face Bobby Lashley. Um, I think clearly all roads point to Big E cashing in um, when he moves over oh, brands. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I could see him like maybe do a uh, traditional cash in instead of like after a match because I think that's the better way to get Big E his world title. Personally, I think as a babyface, having him do like the Rob Van Dam style versus the Jesus, I can't think of any babyfaces that cash in and stay babyfaces. Um, that that one and then uh, the cash in. Um, CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk was babyface the first time he turned heel pretty much with the second one. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, I think he's better off if he does it traditionally. I'd save that for WrestleMania personally because I think Bobby Lashley versus Big E is definitely a solid second match to Roman versus probably Dwayne. That's true. Speaking of Dwayne and CM Punk, uh, WWE Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns against John Cena. 
What do you think the odds are of John Cena winning? I think that's the question of the the, the million dollar question here is, what are the odds John Cena wins it? I fear that they get they are getting higher as we get closer to Punk uh, returning uh, to AEW. I can't. Okay, that's actually very funny because. Um, bef- like when this was rumored to be happening, I was like, "Well, there's a zero percent chance he wins. There's no way they do that." That being said, as the weeks have gone on, I'm like, "I don't. Th- I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, you know what? We're gonna give it to Cena, and then he can lose it like very quickly after, like maybe a week or two or something. To not one pop a rating on like SmackDown or something. Two, give Cena number seventeen. Also." Oh, when Ric Flair got released, that's when I was like, oh, they might want to just break his record because Vince could be, like, petty and be, like, pissed at him and be like, you know what? We're giving Cena number 17, which I think Cena should be the one to break um, that because it's a it's not a record that I think many people care about because Ric Flair's world titles are a weird, like, yeah. conversation to have. Uh, but that being said, uh, I, I'm about, like, 25% for Cena winning right now. I'm maybe like thirty three. I'm like a I'm like a mm. thirty three and a third chance of winning. Mm. I it's it's because yeah. it's creep because it's I would be if you want to be in the news, John Cena yeah. wins the title. Roman yep. Ro, John Cena could then return and face your Seth Rollins. He can do a match against Edge, and and then Roman wins back at Survivor Series. Rock debuts. We head off to WrestleMania, uh, for for that match. Here's the thing with Roman, though. If he doesn't lose now, which I don't think he, I, in the end, um, they've clearly built up the Finn Balor feud for his next big feud for the title, I think, which is a great idea. I think that's a perfect um, story to run probably for two pay-per-views before Survivor Series. Uh, but if Roman wins here, mm-hmm. he'll beat Finn. There's, there's no way they're putting the title on Finn as much as people would love that. John Cena, Finn Balor, though. <laughs> but continue. Uh, well, continue. Balor did tease that, um, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Uh, who the hell beats Roman Reigns? Because it's not going to be The Rock. There's no chance The Rock beats him. The Rock might not even compete against him for the title. It might have to be a tag, uh, tag match. Um, as we've read before in the past, yeah. um, I doubt I doubt that happens. I think he'll commit to a singles match. Seth um, Rollins and Roman Reigns against Dwayne the Rock Johnson and John Cena. I mean, that'd be a huge match, but no, that's not happening. The uh, Shield reunites special guest referee John Moxley. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I don't. So my whole thing is who beats Roman. Because this title reign is going to be over a year in two weeks, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, and there's no clear contender. Which, you know, you can build one by the time WrestleMania comes around. <laughs> like, I always thought Big E was the perfect answer. But it's clear they're not going to wait that long. They and which is fine. I don't think you should wait that long to give Biggie his moment. Um, and you, if you get the chance at booking The Rock, you book The Rock. I understand that you don't pass up having The Rock wrestle in anything. Probably his retirement match um, against Roman Reigns because the story there is undeniably better than Biggie getting his big moment. That being said, if they were smart, which they aren't, um, <laughs> you 
move over Keith Lee to SmackDown and you start to gradually build him up and you your destination for Roman finally losing SummerSlam next year. Um, I know that's a very long title reign, but I don't really care. Like, I think you can keep the title on reigns. If if you're going to have him fight The Rock and John Cena, yeah, like, those are two big matches. You build up Keith Lee. Keith Lee builds uh, Beach Roman Reigns, and it's reminiscent of that moment I actually tweeted out yesterday uh, from the Survivor Series match where those two just absolutely rocked the house that night um, when he hit the spirit bomb and, you know, Reigns kicked out. Absolutely great stuff. And I think... After what Keith Lee posted this week, if you don't see money and easy build in a pure baby face like that, then you're just you need to stop working in this role, my friend. Uh, I'm yes, I'm talking about Vince. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, Vince may see money, but Vince also sees someone that got sick for however long, and I don't know if Vince likes that. Yeah. Oh, so. you know. Yeah, I mean, that's... You get sick or get hurt, Vince might, won't push you because he doesn't like Yeah, it. Sasha Banks dealt with that for like three years because she got hurt like four different times and they were like, well, maybe we'll just they're, never crown they're, you. They're unreliable. Uh, mm, yeah, mm, great. Well, yeah, John Roman... Cena can be gone for a year and come back and I'm maybe, I, maybe win a title? <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad if Cena won because like, I I love Cena and Cena's great and uh, his promo of destroying him by bringing up how he destroyed the shield and like that was awesome. So yeah. do whatever you want. I don't. Romans Romans the, and I think that's also my my thoughts around John Cena potentially winning is that you get Bobby Lashley beating Goldberg, which I think is the the right move and right rub for Bobby Lashley, but then you got mm-hmm. John Cena. Ooh, then we have what we're building both of the part timers. We're beating both of them in one night. I think that's kind of, I don't, I'm, I, there's a little bit of a red flag there. You, you mentioned the really long title reign. You can break it up by having John Cena hold it for two months until this movie is wrapped mm-hmm. and then put it back on Roman at Survivor Series or whatever in November. Right. Uh, and then that broke up that title reign there. Unless. Unless. They bring Brock back. Hmm. That's never out of the question, Mr. Lesnar, because there's clearly a story there with Paul Heyman being, uh, ah, I just remembered Brock. I miss Brock. The question would be whether or not Brock loses to that as well. Are we going to beat Cena, Brock, Dwayne? Then who beats Roman there? Build up uh, someone. Build, you have to build up the, someone. Whoever the fuck beats Roman gets the biggest rub WWE's given out in years. <laughs> yeah, and that's my fear: is that at that point, are we at Cena levels where he can't be beaten? That we can you build up someone enough by time April rolls around? Is it Big E? Is he going to do the Money Bank cash in? These are the questions. Mm. I think Roman Reigns is the safe choice, but I think business wise, you need a real kick in the ass to get going here. John Cena would be very interesting to put on, but I think a safe choice and more obvious choice is Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Reigns, but, man, if Cena won, that'd be kind of awesome. Just because, like, the world would explode and Cena would be a champion, and I hope he does the kiss thing and leaves, for even though it makes zero sense. (laughs) It'd be great. I would love it. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, that was a long show. 
Yes, that was it. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around for even longer. Uh, mm. I don't know why this isn't like a live show. So maybe eventually. Um, mm. we'll, we'll kick the IWTV 100 uh, review to the curb. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the next week. Probably not, just because I'd be so far away at that point. See ya, Buck. <laughs> and we got more interesting happening things next week. There's Triple Mania, obviously, happening. By the time you're hearing this, it already happened. We got another Punk. another episode of Rampage in the books at United Center in Chicago. So maybe things will happen there. The first dance. Or maybe we'll see Jamie Hayter in action. Um, That'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. I'd be happy about that. And we got a bunch more stardom match. Well, maybe not necessarily more stardom matches, but <laughs> more- CM Punk. Definitely more interesting things. And every single week, there's interesting things happening in the wrestling universe. Ah, oh, that would have been great. There's also going to be. There's also Impact Emergence, Ring of Honor, Glory by Honor, GCW off the rails all next oh, Friday. Cri- Christian Cage versus Brian Myers. <laughs> Pat- Just what everyone asked. For. Get strapped in, baby. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that hopefully and more next week. Um, uh, thank you so much, Scotty. Scotty, anything to plug? Uh, shit. Okay. You can listen um, to Scotty on Fight Game Media's Five Star Joshi Podcast. It. I got it. God, do you? Because uh, I threw it to you, yeah, my dude. And... You can okay. You can listen to me. Uh, Fight Game Media Joshi Five Star Joshi Podcast. You can check out articles of mine at lastwordonsports.com slash pro wrestling, voicesofwrestling.com, dailyddt.com. Oh boy, fightgamemedia.com, and. Uh, What's the other one? InsideTheRopes.com as well. I probably missed something. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. Uh, You can follow me at Ryan Nightsey on Twitter. Uh, Like we said in the the ad at the top of the show, you can also support both of us by becoming a member of Countout. That is going, of course, to countoutpod.com forward slash membership. Sign up today to get that exclusive audio. And that support will really mean a lot to us. Scotty, I just have a little bit of this drink left. I'm going to finish it off as we close the show. So thank you, everybody. Uh, and have a good one. See ya, Buck. Ooh, chugging it is a bad idea. <laughs> just chugs cake liquid. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.